Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is Drive by Chance. We're going to talk all things movies, television, news, streaming, all that good stuff. And it is the holiday season. It is upon us, so it means time for us to get into some Christmas reviews. And this year, to start off, we are tackling a story that is one of the classic, quintessential Christmas stories, as you might say, uh, in A Christmas Carol. Now, the one we are talking about is not your, not, it's not your, not your grandfather's Christmas Carol, Russell. It's not no, it is. Uh, it's it's not definitely not the uh, maybe your Charles Dickens classic. Maybe yeah. your dad's <laughs> Christmas Carol, but this is it. we're talking about Scrooge. Is Scrooge? Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, we have some other things to talk about. First of which, I'm going to say sports because it's, we're talking about more than just football today. We're going to talk about more than football. I do want to shout out. Uh, I want I want to cover a ba- one basketball game. Because oh, you're talking about uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I think I know where you're going with this one. You know, I'm talking about the Grizzly versus the Thunder, the massacre. Yeah. yeah. So this happened uh, yeah. last week. We didn't get a chance to talk about, it, but I want to talk about it now because this is insane. So uh, <laughs> last, I think it was like the last Wednesday or Thursday, uh, yeah. the Oklahoma City Thunder played the Memphis Grizzlies, <laughs> and they ended oh with a final score of. Let me, let me pull it up. So I, let me pull it up. So I don't. So I so I don't misconstrue anything because this this is what I do I do not want to screw up. No, uh, yeah. Ended with a final score of seventy nine to one fifty two. Yes, the Grizzlies won by a margin of seventy three points. That's more largest, than the points scored from the other. That's crazy. Largest margin of victory in NBA history. And they don't even have like a star studded cast. I mean, really. <laughs> and they did this. Without John Morant, who is their best player, isn't that crazy? I mean, that's like crazy. You would think that like a team that's like an all-star studded team would would put like even like look at Jordan's Bulls or anything like that. Those great teams that you've had, those like super teams that you had, even with like you know uh, LeBron in Miami or just it's or Ray Lewis or not Ray Lewis, Ray Allen Ray and Allen. Uh, and um, those guys in, in Boston, nothing. That's crazy. The thing about with, the, with the Thunder, the Thunder, the, th- not the Thunder. I'm sorry, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are an, are an average ass team. Like they yeah. have, they have a record of twelve and ten right now. They're okay. They're not like this like yeah. playoff finals contending team. They're fine, but the, no. the Thunder man look like superstars. It's crazy. Thing, it's crazy thing how far the Thunder have fallen. Because this is a team that again team that one point had yeah. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Serge Ibaka. Like they had a lineup that could have been, that should have been finals contenders. They went to the. They had once. lightning. They had they lightning lost. and the thunder. <laughs> Fucker, uh, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> just want to shout out thunder. Shit, what happened? Thunder. <laughs> thunder. Thunder. Uh, now look. That's all going to be in my head now. And I do now, and I also do want to talk about some college football because we do have the because I want to highlight the college football playoffs. We did we did get an announcement of what the bracket is going to be. So four teams in the college playoffs right now. It's going to be the number one seed Alabama, number two seed I think is Michigan's two or three, two, two, number three Georgia, and number four this is the, this is the egregious one Cincinnati. Yeah, how did they get trounced? How the fuck did they literally got into the playoff by beating like one good team? Yeah, I mean it's it, I, it is the way it is. Um, I, I really. I don't know. I was really thinking that Georgia. I knew that that Georgia wasn't going to fall that far from uh, 
from they were still they were safe if they were going to lose that game to Alabama. Um, I was kind of shocked that Alabama jumped over Michigan, but I mean it is what it is. I get it, but um, Alabama those teams really just uh, I don't know really haven't played many teams that have really like wowed you this year. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Cincinnati's the head scratcher. I mean, obviously, you know, kudos they went undefeated. Um, I mean, they they need to expand this uh, playoff. I mean, they really do. They need to make it like an eight, eight or twelve team. Congratulations on getting a chance to get your asses handed to you by Michigan uh, in uh, early January. But well, I yeah, no, Bama's gonna play. Uh, Bama's gonna Bama plays um, Cincy, and then Georgia plays uh, Michigan. Georgia plays Michigan. Uh, which yeah. I do have Bama versus Michigan in the final because if there's anybody in college football who are bigger chokers than Michigan, it's Alabama. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know what? And I can say this, like, honestly, as just speaking of, like, just a, a, an affectionado for Michigan football and uh, Michigan sports in general, I just um, – there was a different aura when we went to the Michigan Ohio State game this year. Um, it was just it was it was that aura that like I, I can't describe. Um, there's something special with this team going on, and um, I'm just I'm riding the wave, man. I love it. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll see I'll, what happens. I'll be rooting for him. I'll really be rooting for him. <laughs> Good as will I, obviously. Uh, looking at, looking at pro sports, looking at the NFL. Uh, last week, last week in the NFL. Uh, some we're gonna relive this shit. Thing, <laughs> things happen. <laughs> things happen. Uh, yeah. You know, your 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 predictable things happen. Like Buccaneers beating the Falcons. Yeah, we saw that coming. Uh, Cincinnati getting their shit stumped by the, by the Chargers. That that I didn't see coming. No, I I I really didn't either. Oh uh, yeah, the, uh, Eagles dominated the Jets. Colts shut out the Texans as you would expect. Chargers beat the Bears. That's what happens when you have Andy Dalton throw four interceptions. Uh, yeah. Dolphins, they, they won. They're putting up a pretty good streak. They need every, they, they literally need to win the rest of their games in order to get – I else. mean, my, my wife's definitely happy, but uh, they are uh, – they're just – they're on a roll. They're, they're, they're getting hot at the right time. Chiefs are waking the hell up. Here's where the shockers come, first of which, the Seahawks. Yeah, do we uh, – they had that game. The, San, San Fran had it. They, they had it, and that – yeah, we had it. We choked it, and then we were driving, uh, and we were in the goal. Uh, we, we were within striking distance, first and goal, and four shots, and, uh, yeah, nothing. And we lose by a touchdown. Lose Beautiful. by a touchdown to a team that is currently four and eight. Yeah, it's it's a it's – a, it definitely sucks. I mean, we're still 500, but uh, yeah. we'll hopefully rebound against Cincinnati tomorrow. But the big news of, of, of football in the last two weeks – well, two big news, first of which – the Patriots won. They won Monday Night Football, throwing a grand total of three passes. Dude, their defense has been stellar on their fantasy football, dude. <laughs> dude, I, it was the great. And honestly, and that pickup was a fluke. I only picked them up because they played the Jets that week, and I needed a. I needed a team, you know, a, a, a struggling offense. I'm like, well, shit, I'll pick New England. Been riding them ever since, man. Yeah, uh, they managed. Yeah, they. They game, won a game with 19 passing yards and over 100 yards on the ground. Because well, it's because of the weather condition. I think the, I think winds were like rivaling like most speed like speeds on most highways. Kicking was nearly yeah. impossible in in this weather. But yeah, Buffalo sure. had a good season. But the evil empire, the Patriots, are back. Currently nine and four. They are the number one seed in the it's AFC. Amazing. Amazing. You would have asked us five weeks into the season. This team was dead to right. Um, and then I just I. 
I, they've they've peaked faster than I thought. I thought it was going to take some time. I'm a little bit surprised. It, it only took one bad year to get back to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the biggest story of football in the last two weeks, the Detroit Lions will not be oh, yeah. going winless this year. I told you. I they told you what's going to happen. Dude. That, team, that team battles. They fight. <laughs> they, they fight, dude. They, they do. I mean, they the ship record they don't will, have much, will say otherwise. They don't have much. What they got, they fight for it. They absolutely do. Yes, they beat they beat the Vikings with a final score of twenty nine to twenty seven. Nope. Uh, so yeah, good good for them. Now looking looking ahead, uh, we have uh, Ravens versus the Browns. I'm taking the Ravens on this one. I will take uh, the Ravens as well. Uh, that two point conversion I think is going to sting them. They should have went for the tie. Well, here's the, sure. here's the yeah. thing. Here's why they couldn't go for the tie. They were run, they were running out of corners. Oh, really? Yeah, because Marlon uh, Humphrey was hurt. He, he, we found out he tore an ACL. Uh, okay. uh, he's going to be out for the rest of the rest of the year. Yeah, like okay. I, like, I don't think that defense would have held for another drive. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that makes sense then, I guess. But because um, uh, I, I thought, I thought the same thing. It was like, why, why are they not trying to tie it up? But yeah, yeah, okay. That makes okay sense. Well, then that, that makes sense then, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got, I got Baltimore though. Um, I feel like Cleveland's going back to being Cleveland again. <laughs> but you know what? Though I just, man, they're just. They're not. They're not that elect. They're not like electric like last year to watch. You know what I mean? I just. I feel like, and, and I've been singing their praises because I, I like what they put together last year. But I just. I don't know. Something's missing, man. Like uh, I don't know. For some, yeah, for some reason, like they're just. They are just not. We expect this team to be like a playoff contender this year. They are just not clicking. No, and I mean then it doesn't hurt. You know, it doesn't help that you lose your uh, running back. I think. Well, didn't Chubb? Isn't Chubb out for the rest of the year? Or? Uh, Chubb. Uh, Chubby, I think, is still playing. Oh, is he? Wait, hold on. Maybe I'm. Wrong. Or am I thinking? Or am I thinking Hunt? You're thinking Hunt. Hunt is out. Uh, Hunt is out. Okay, never mind. I knew one of them was out. I think Hunt's out for the rest of the year, though, right? Uh, yeah. Although Hunt is not listed on the injury report for this week, so I might be playing. Oh, they should. Well, they need. They they need that spark though with that two headed monster, that running uh, duo. Um, and they just need a playmaker and wide receiver, man. I I think you know, <laughs> it's crazy they couldn't find out with Odell and couldn't make that work because. Uh, you know what could have been with that with those with those guys. Yeah, I mean, for some reason that yeah, they they they, they really no, no. they really play better without Odell than they did with him. It's amazing. If it doesn't, it feel like it literally feels like the Randy Moss years in Oakland. It, it does, really does. Actually. Yeah, yeah. When you have a star-studded receiver like that, and to go on that, and then when he left, he went to uh, New England, and and the rest was history with that. So yeah. that maybe Odell will have a resurgence. So you'll, he'll have a resurgence, I bet. Uh, LA, well, if, if, not, if they if they extend them. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think Randy Moss has any Super Bowl rings. He doesn't, but they went 17 0 and he set the uh, uh, right. receiving record for most receiving touchdowns in New England. So he he had a pretty good couple years there. No, yeah, but it just it's just weird. Like all the time with the Super Bowl, he was never on the team when they did it. Yeah, no. Give uh, Jaguars versus Titans. Titans are kind of in free fall right now. Titans are, but I still got them. Uh, I, I still like I still like them when they're. Yeah, I mean, when they're well, the Titans, mostly, mostly yeah. The, the Jaguars are just horrid right now. And did you see they've already confirmed that they want to stick with uh, Urban Meyer? They're sticking with to... him for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, I was I thought that was like, oh, okay. I thought no, that they I, were. I don't, know, on. I don't know about going forward, but for the rest of the year, Urban Meyer will remain the head coach. Oh, well, shit. That's only four or five games, I think yeah. you could well, I mean. I mean it's, it's, it's six, it's yeah. five games left. So there's no, yeah, I mean, there's no yeah. point. There's no point in firing, firing him now. <laughs> No, they're they're probably gonna shit can him. I would imagine by the end of the year. 
Probably. I, I, yeah. I, I'd be shocked if he was still coaching this team. Next too much. Season. Too much. And and even Har- Harbaugh said, there's there's always there's always things around him. There's always like uh, if you ever notice, there's a lot of just it's, there's just always. I don't know scandals or whatnot. There's just there's always that aura around Urban Meyer, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Raiders versus Chiefs. Raiders are just cratering. It's a team that started off with some real promise, but they are just they they are just not living up to what they started with this season. So I got the Chiefs going in this one. It seems like they're waking the hell up. I'll go the Chiefs too. Um, yeah, this this is just. But even if you look at record wise, look at all those teams that are just within games of each other. Like, there's a ton of teams still vying for a playoff spot, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, looking at Saints versus Jets. I mean, this is two teams that. I mean, this is this is kind of vying for draft position. This this is the Super Bowl right here. I think isn't it? <laughs> it should be <laughs> Super Bowl the draft pick, right? Uh, I mean, I mean, Jets are firmly in the well, not, not in the lead, but in terms of this game, they are firmly ahead of for draft picks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'll, I'll go, I'm gonna go the Jets on this one. Yeah, uh, really? Yeah, I'll go the Jets on this one. Uh, Saints haven't really impressed me at all. Honestly, they they look really they they don't look good at all. They don't. But I'm still taking the Saints because the, the, the Jets the Jets are the Jets. That's your notorious sleeper pick right there of the week. I'm going to go to the Jets on this Jets, one. All right. Uh, Cowboys versus football team. Football team came coming out clutch with a win against the oh, against Dude, Vegas. I'm telling you. And I'm going to go back-to-back episodes. Here we go. I'm pulling this one out. I think you'll be team? happy. I'm going, I'm going woofed. I'm going woofed. Woofed. <laughs> We're going to go woofed for the win. <laughs> All right, interesting. I'm, I'm personally, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a smarter gambler. I'm going uh, Dallas. I gotta ride the hot hand though. Look at look at Washington the last couple weeks. Though. I don't. I don't want. I want Washington yeah. to win. I would love it if Washington won this game. They're I, just hot. They're playing good right now. So yeah, that's kind of why. That's also another reason why I'm kind of going with them. Uh, even even matchup right here: Falcons versus Panthers. I think if the offense for the, I think if Atlanta's offense can click, they'll win this mm-hmm. game. I'm. I think we have a better shot of a drunken fan running around the 50 yard line on this one. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, oof, this is a bad one. I'm gonna go. Oof. I'm gonna go Atlanta. You're in Atlanta. Yeah, I'm slanting yeah. towards Atlanta. I feel like I feel like Carolina's gonna be looking for a new quarterback next season. Did you hear rumors of this one that Atlanta's putting her stock in Trubisky for the uh, heir to the uh, Maddie 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 Ice? Trubisky. Yeah, that's that's Rumorville has it. You got it. Um, yeah. No, I I yeah, I, cannot, I know it's rumor, but like I cannot. I cannot yeah. believe that is that is reality. Rumorville, man, isn't that crazy? It's like, dude, Matty Ice was like f- fucking a decade of like one of the best quarterbacks in in football. It's the most consistent QB play. We've oh, seen. absolutely, absolutely, and and he was always a, a top a top two or three quarterback to go in fantasy football easy. Because yeah. I mean, he just he threw the ball and he and he was good. Like, he was good. It's just amazing, like how quickly he's declined. Yeah, it's 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 right. It, it, it's 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 weird like, how how like down where he's going, but also just that whole organization. I but it's just, like literally just in a couple of years, just yeah. just what what you had is completely like, gone. Like, it's not even the Patriots destroyed an organization at the Super Bowl. Did, they single handedly did. Not only did they dismantle the Raiders organization with the infamous Tuck, you know what tuck I mean? Rope, that yeah. that that set off a wave. Um, but then you also did did the Atlanta end yeah, for 20, uh, 20, that comeback twenty eight to three. Wow, and that's that's my head coach now. So the Falcons blew a twenty-five. That still that still amazes me. The Falcons blew a twenty-five point lead 
that's uh, that's my coach now. So, and he also blew a another Super Bowl. That's a blue, yeah, blue. <laughs> want to see me blow a Super Bowl? Yeah, want to yeah. see me do it twice? Yeah. Do you want to see? Uh, you know, let's see. Well, this this defense is really bad on the run. We're gonna go ahead and just start throwing the ball. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, <sighs> Seattle versus the Texans. I, I don't think Seattle's gonna be doing much as far as like playoff playoff aspirations go, but I think they'll yeah. at least get the five hundred. Yeah, Seattle. Uh, I hate Seattle because NFC West, but uh, Seattle probably would win this. I'm I'm pulling for Houston, but I, I, Seattle got to win this one. That Lions won their very first game of the season last week. Can they do it again against the Broncos? No, Oof. no. They playing in Mile High. They are playing. Yeah, they are playing. Yeah, I got Denver. Feel so bad for Dan Campbell. I really do. Yeah, I mean that team definitely got a lot to uh, to look forward to, though, man. Like I know the number one draft pick, obviously, but uh, they got a lot of they got a lot of heart, man. Yeah, this is, this should be an easy one. Giants versus Chargers. I got I got Chargers. Chargers for they sure. They should yeah. easily crush this team. Yeah, we can only have one New York team winning this week, and I picked the Jets. So, uh, Niners versus Bengals. God, I hope the Niners win. Niners have to have this one. I, I think they this 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 here will make or break the season. If they lose this game, they're not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I'm on the record right now to say that because uh, they need this game. They absolutely need it. Um, I don't know if Debo Samuel uh, he'll probably end up playing. I'd imagine. Um, but uh, yeah, San Fran man, got to do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going San Fran. I do hope that they win. I, I'm very slightly edgy towards San Fran just because. I was not very impressed with the Bengals last week. Yeah, I mean, and and in all intents and purposes, like the Niners, should have they should have won that game last week too. We should be ro- rolling in like a three or four game winning streak. Anyway, uh, next game, please. Bills versus Buccaneers. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, it's they, t- Bills Tom. Being, Bills are being tortured by Tom Brady for the better part of a decade, and now it feels like it's going to happen again. I'm, go- I'm going Buccaneers. Tampa Tom, man. There's just. Um, yeah, it's just the Bills are in a complete disarray right now. Sunday Night Football, we got the Bears versus the Packers. Packers should win this handedly. I really hope the Bears win. I picked the Bears last time when we chose this one. Um, this one's at Lambeau, huh? Uh, it is at Lambeau. I think it is. Ugh, I hate Packers, though. But I'll, I'll go with Green Man this one because I guess Aaron Rodgers apparently owns them, so he says. I own you. <laughs> Uh, he's, so, he's, he's such a baby, dude. Uh, anyway, anywho. Uh, and uh, Monday night, uh, we got the Rams versus the Cardinals. This is this is this is gonna be a very this this is a this is like a play for domination. Just yeah, like, who, who, who's gonna be the older brother of the NFC of the NFC East? I'm sorry, NFC West. Uh, I if the Rams can live up to their potential, I think they should win. They should win this one. I'm gonna go with the Rams because I need uh, well, we needed to we needed to start stringing some Cardinals losses. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that should be interesting for fantasy too because I got Cooper Cup and uh, James Conner, so yeah, should be should be fun. And uh, before we move on to trailer talk, I just want to give, give a shout out to a player who we recently lost. Uh, a young a young player, but this is he was electrifying when he was on the play on the field. Demarius Thomas. Yeah, uh, former Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas passed away. Crazy. Uh, he was. Yeah, I mean, he only played for a handful of years in the NFL, but uh, he had he had some amazing years as a wide receiver for the Broncos. Yeah, uh, four time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Uh, 
literally, oh, yeah, that's right. He was with uh, Manning. Yeah. Literally the only, literally like he was the one that caught the pass that uh, won the the playoff game with Tebow in, in overtime. Oh my god, against the Steelers, I yeah. remember that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It was an eighty-yard play. It was the first play from overtime. It was yeah, the very first play in overtime. I remember that. Yeah, uh, passed away in his home. I think I think it was the report he had a seizure. A seizure, and I guess nobody was around or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is the player who I, I always just remember, I remember watching. He was he was it was he was really good, and I'm just and it's also just that fact that he was just so young. He was thirty-three years old. Yeah, it's. I mean. I was at a couple years ago. It's crazy. But yeah, uh, rest, rest, in peace, rest in peace to Marius Thomas. Uh, now we move on to our weekly trailer talk. Got some, got some cool stuff to talk about today. Uh, first of which is uh, for we'll talk, we'll talk about the trailer for Reacher. So I knew Reacher, you were going there first too. I Reacher knew is an, uh is a show for Amazon. This is a show based on the character of Jack Reacher, uh, the Jack Reacher books. <laughs> This one starring Alan Richardson, who it's funny. I'm looking at this, they basically cast the anti Cruz. I was just gonna say the same thing. It's like, yeah, because he looks like Tom Cruise. Sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, this he's supposed yeah. to be more in line with the way Jack Reacher is written in the books, uh, like Thor. <laughs> yeah, like this big, yeah, like this like hulking mass of a dude. Yeah, uh, but Russ, what do you think of the trailer for Reacher? I mean, I liked it. I, I thought it was cool enough. Um, I have Prime, and I mean, I like the Jack Reacher movies fine. Um, it's definitely the anti Cruise movie for sure. I like that anti Cruise movie. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it looks okay. Um, if anybody who can, you know, that uh, can pop the top off of a beer with your bicep, sure, why not? <laughs> Go for it. Why the hell not? Yeah, and that's not a, that wasn't a twist top either. So yeah. I, I couldn't even do that with a twist top. I'm sure. <laughs> Boy, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's just like so like aggressively like he's like aggressively tough. Dude, that guy, yeah, he works out. He clearly he, he wants you to know that he works out. Yeah, uh, yeah. That uh, Reacher sets premiere, like I said, it's gonna premiere on Amazon Prime. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be a weekly show or an all at once binge type of thing, um, but the series, uh, like I said, for Amazon Prime, is going to be premiering in. Uh, spring of 2022, I think. Uh, fe- I'm sorry, winter, February, February, February 4th, 2022. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next show we're talking about is for the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Oh, uh, the sequel to Don't Be a Menace of South Central while well, drinking your juice in the hood. hood. Uh, which, no? which, which in turn is, is the is the sequel to Dr. Trains on How I Learned to Stop Worrying and <laughs> Love the Bomb. <laughs> Uh, oh, so, wow. yeah, so yes, uh, this show is for. I'm not even gonna say the whole title again. Uh, this show is about a woman who sees a murder, <laughs> allegedly. Who loves her, yeah, likes her wine. Uh, yeah, so it's around a, a woman uh, played by Kristen Bell, who every day is the same. She sits the, with, with her wine sitting by the window, watching life go by. But when a handsome neighbor moves across the street, Anna starts to see some. She starts to see a thing, and then she wants to gruesome murder. Maybe we're not sure. Uh, this feels very much like I didn't. I didn't realize the Julianne Moore movie. I didn't know what was, was happening. I didn't know what the tone was going for when I first sat down to watch the trailer. Now that I saw, I'm like, yeah, this is definitely a parody of like those like woman centric thriller movies. You know, like Girl on Train. Yeah. Woman in the window. Yeah, the girl. Girl on Train. Woman in the window. Yeah, that's the same shit. Yeah, it's like a. 
that would be like a perfect like this would be like a p- perfect spoof comedy. Yeah, which I think yeah. is I think it's what this is going for because like with like the ag- yeah. the aggressively long title, the fact she's like drinking yeah. like copious amounts of wine and mixing them with like p- prescription pills and shit yeah, like that. I'm yeah, I'm like okay, there's there's no way this is a show that's trying to be taken seriously. Or is it? Or is it? Maybe maybe it is. But what what do you think of the trailer, Russell? Sure. Well, maybe we'll have to have acronyms. I'm gonna watch W I T H A T S F T G I T W. With like all that movie. With that's from the give again with. I don't know. Man, yeah, I. This is this is not an SCR friendly title. No, it's definitely not. You couldn't put that on the back of a football jersey. Yeah. Uh, but either way, I'm actually inter- I'm interested to see what the show is actually like. What this is going I am for. too. And, like, uh, what are we going with? Yeah, what are we is, going this for? This is set for a release on January 28th, 2022. Uh, next trailer we're talking about, this is the last show trailer we're talking about, uh, is for Cobra Kai Season 4. This is our first, first like, a real look. We had some, we had some, some brief teasers a while back, but this is our first real look at the upcoming season of Cobra Kai. Uh, this is going to be the continued uh, adventures of, you know, J- D- Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence trying to take down Cobra Kai, run by uh, Sensei Martin Kreese and Terry Silver, who had returned from Cobra Kai's uh, so sorry, awesome. from Karate Kid Part 3. So awesome. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Russell, you're, you're a more you're a newer fan to Cobra Kai. I was, I was, I, there. Am. I was there from the beginning. I was there when we were still on YouTube. <laughs> you know what? It, it is. Uh, we've seen the same amount of episodes, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm on absolutely on board. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, you got me. You, you were telling me, telling me, hey, hey, you got to watch it. Got to gotta watch it. Got to watch it. And I, I crush it pretty good, though. I, I actually watch it really fast. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a good it's a good binge show. Oh, it's a phenomenal binge show. I will. I, I don't know if I'm gonna get. I may get to an episode, or, uh, maybe, because that's the that's the night of the uh, Michigan uh, Georgia game. So, uh, and it's and it's New Year's Eve, but uh, I definitely will. I will definitely will crush that stuff at the beginning of the year. It looks it looks fantastic. Yeah, this is set to drop at the beginning. Uh, sorry, not, not the beginning. At the end of the year, it's set to drop uh, December thirty first, twenty twenty one. So, Carver Kai got to begin the year. And end of the year. It's a nice little bookmark for 2021. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to it. I really do. Love uh, it. Oh, looks yeah. I, I I really do love the first three seasons of Cobra Kai, and it looks like Netflix is doing a great job with it. They look like they're they're really high on it. They've already been here for season five. Thank God. Just keep it rolling, man. I just I don't want to see this show go. I just, just like what you said. It's just such an easy watch, and it's just so. Just so like just refreshing to watch. Just the the character development, just the just everything about it. A lot of hearts, just everything. It's 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 just a fantastic, and always pulling these little nuggets out of the Karate Kid uh, Karate Kid uh, universe is always uh, fantastic too. Yeah, uh, like I said, uh, set to drop, set to drop uh, January. I'm sorry, December thirty first, twenty twenty one. I'm sorry, I lied. We we're talking about one more show. Uh, this is the first trailer for Winning Time. So, Winning Time is going to be an HBO. I believe it's going to be a miniseries. It's going to basically be about the rise of the Laker Empire. Uh, this is a show from Adam McKay, uh, and it has a star-studded ensemble cast uh, featuring the likes of John C. Riley, Jason Clark, uh, Jason Siegel, Gabby Hoffman, who I really loved on Transparent, um, uh, Sally Fields on this show, Adrian Brody, Rob Morgan. <laughs> Mike Epps is Richard Pryor. I love it. Wait, Mike Epps. Mike Epps is doing Richard Pryor again. 
Yeah, and then you know Max it's... E. Williams is going to be Jack Nicholson. This is great. It's funny because <laughs> it's funny because you were supposed to be Richard Pryor in a biopic. Oh, really? Well, he gets to do it here. Well, because he already did it. He was in that uh, he was in that Nina Simone biopic starring Zoe Saldana, and he was playing Mike, and he was playing Richard Pryor. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's cool. like it's, it's weird that like, he never got to be Richard Pryor in the movie. So it's gonna, like any time Richard Pryor needs to be in something, they're gonna cast Mike Epps. Uh, but yeah, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Winning Time? Yes, I yes on board. I like it. Um, I mean, eighty like you don't get this anymore. The eighties in basketball was like I mean, yeah, I was born in the eighties and I don't really remember much of it, but just the three teams you had so many different teams. You had like the Bulls of the eighties going into the nineties, obviously. You had the the Lakers, you had the Celtics, you had the Pistons. Like those four teams that were just they, they were just like they the the title was going through one of those four teams in the eighties, you know? And um yeah, this looks fantastic. And um like I said, just back when basketball was just so competitive, you know what I mean? There wasn't a clear cut. That's your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think it looks great. I think it's. I, I like. I like the rise of like sports and of sports empire, and especially like the Lakers, which I was never a huge fan of the team, mostly because of Kobe Bryant, which I, I feel bad saying because I feel like bad speaking ill of the dead. Um, but well, you know what? I never got in. I, see, I hated the Lakers because of the fact because I liked Orlando, and when Shaq left, I was kind of pissed. Oh, you know what I mean? Because yeah, okay, it was like one of those things. So I never really got into them, and I just didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Kobe, but like I, I appreciated him. And I, I kind of started to appreciate him near the back end of his career, I think, is when I think he was a little bit less, you know, yeah. uh, in your face. Less, you know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, not, I'm never going to pass. I'm just going to shoot the ball. doesn't matter where yeah, or, I am. I'm shooting the ball. Yeah. Or we're the team and we're going to just feed you the ball all night so you can score 70 points or 80 points or whatever. Like, give okay, me, sure. Give me the ball. I'm going to shoot. Yeah, let me let me shoot 62 times. I'm, I'm, I'm bound to get some points. Sure. Without, <laughs> you know? Most, but, of, um, most of the time he was right. <laughs> yeah, but but you know it's just like what you said. I do like the rise of of, of teams, and just, I just love sports in general. And this is just such a like like I said with with basketball being so different than it is than it was back then, and just the teams in general, which is so you know the, these there was just so many different teams. Like these, they had four powerhouse teams in the eighties, man. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I also do like the like the feel of it. It feels like it feels like grainy. It feels like a, a thing made in the seventies. I I hope the show actually look, looks like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it has that kind of you know like old school film quality to it, which I which I do like. But even if it doesn't, yeah. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see this. And this is set for a premiere on HBO. Let me see when this is dropping. I imagine it's sometime uh, early is it, 2022. Was it was it March? Uh, Marshall makes sense because of March Madness. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it has. A, it has a release date. It just says coming. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, Mar- March twenty twenty two. That makes sense because yeah. Yeah, ba- ma- March Madness basketball is huge. Basketball is huge. Then it's perfect time to drop it. Um, next trailer. Next show we're talking about is for Operation Fortune. Uh, Operation Fortune is the latest film from director Guy Ritchie, uh, in which uh, a super spy named Orson Fortune played by Jason Statham and a team of operatives recruit a, recruit a Hollywood movie star in order to get close to a uh, millionaire I'm sorry billionaire arms broker uh, has a casting like said Jason Statham Ari Plaza Josh Hartnett Carrie Elwes and Hugh Grant uh, two of which were actually in uh, his last movie uh, Gentleman yeah. no uh, Wrath of Man 
Oh yeah, Wrath of Man. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I forgot. Boy, Richie's been hustling, dude. Richie, yeah, Richie, he's had like one movie every year for the last three years. But before that, he was like, yeah, you never knew when the hell he was coming out with something. Yeah. Oh shit, not four years because yeah, he had yeah, yeah Aladdin, Gentleman, Wrath of Man. Yeah. Wrath of Man. I was having this one, so yeah, it's been a while. I totally forgot about Wrath of Man. He's, 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 he's hustling out here, but uh, yeah, uh, Russ, what do you think of the, of the first trailer for uh, Operation Fortune? I dug it. I like it. I'm, I, know, I like the resurgence of Josh Hartnett. Uh, always, always a good actor. I am so super, happy that Josh Hartnett's coming uh, back. Dude, I am too. It's super. And I can, I can say that just because, like, growing up, he was like, you know, oh my god, like girls just loved him, and like, you know, he was Pearl Harbor. He was in, you know, a thirty day or a, what was it, thirty days of night and uh, uh, 40, 40 days and forty nights or something like that. And he was in everything. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff, and then he's like, just and then he just, just gone. And and one of my, and, and you know. You always get one of these movies that I have to tell you about. You'll get your Hotel Mumbai or your Chappaquiddick. A very underrated movie, which I absolutely adore. Wicker Park. Love it. Is that from this year? No, it's not not from this year. Okay. I, I have to... I'll, I have time to think about it. There's a couple that are vying for that. You, 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 you got to find, find your Hotel Mumbai for this year. Dude. dude oh, great picks, by the way. Please check these out. But Wicker Park, back when... Um, this movie came out in the early, I think, oh three or oh four. It was with, um, it was with uh, Josh Hartnett and um, the chick from uh, Troy. I can't think of her name. Oh, uh, Diane Kruger. Diane Kruger. Yeah, fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. I do. I do. I do want to. I'd be curious to see like, how his career would have gone if he decided, because you know, Christopher Nolan wanted him to be Batman. No and, shit. Uh, see, and I totally could have seen it. And he, I think he would have been. A, I, I think, think he would have been, been a fantastic Batman, Batman for that. Era. Yeah, but yeah, like he, he wanted he wanted Josh Hartnett to be Batman in that trilogy because he looked. I mean, he had that look to him. Like, I, like honest to God, like every girl, like when I was in high school, loved Josh Hartnett because that was the that was. I mean, I'm dating myself, obviously, but um, Pearl Harbor, like I said. Uh, uh, Thirty days a night was like later on, and like forty days and forty nights, and yeah, he was just like in everything, everything. Uh, I love the Faculty, another fantastic film, very underrated, not talked about a lot, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Operation Fortune has release date currently of uh, January twenty first, twenty twenty two. Next show we're talking about is for another twenty two twenty twenty two movie. It's Sonic two. We're doing it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the sequel to the surprisingly successful Sonic the Hedgehog from 2020. What, 2020? Yeah. I didn't yeah, and surprising, surprisingly eye-catching. Feels like, it feels like it was like so long ago, but yeah. Uh, this is the uh, sequel to Sonic 2, in which, and in this one, Sonic, you know, st- he's, he's, st- he's still on planet Earth. He's going around. He's fighting crime. But then Dr. Eggman shows up looking, trying to find the Master Emeralds. Uh, he, he gets help. Miles uh, Tails Prower is in the movie with uh, right with uh, ga- video game actress Colleen O'Shaughnessy, actually reprising her role in this movie. She'll be voice of Tails, and uh, of course, <laughs> I, my my favorite addition to this whole thing. Uh, Absolutely, uh, Robotnik is being aided by none other than Knuckles, voiced by Idris Elba. And, and, and Knuckles is fantastic. I was like, hey, yeah, like, oh, so great. It, it it was really cool to see Knuckles, and it's it's a little weird to hear Elba's voice coming out of that, but yeah, yeah. It, but it, I mean, Knuckles is just so cool, and it's it's like it really we're, we're doing it. This is like Sonic the Hedgehog shit. This is crazy. This, well, this one they're really embracing. They're really embracing the 
the, the the Sonic mythos because you know the first one was like a family movie yeah. that had Sonic in it. This one like they're really bringing a lot of more of the game elements into, into this into this movie. Like even listen to the sounds like when he's like moving and stuff like that. Like you know what I mean? The coins and stuff like that. Just everything. Yeah. They got All up. They got up with, with with the singers going Sega. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, what what do you think of the trailer for Sonic Two? I dug it, man. I, I'm on board. Uh, and, you know, and it was funny because you and I were absolutely all over that first trailer, man. That all first over trailer, it. My God, God, I, I, I want to see that movie though too. I, I do. I do want to see that cut of Sonic. I, I want to see that movie, and I want to do a commentary like we said we were going to do. I, I want, I want that movie to do a commentary too. Yeah, uh, that uh, movie looks so. That movie looks so bad. Yeah, and the thing is, probably it probably wasn't that different, but the fact that like you had to look at that thing for like over an hour and a half. It's the look, dude. It's the aesthetic of it, man. I, it just, it's man. They just, they. I just, I felt like, wow. I was completely proven. I, we were both completely proven wrong. No, yeah, because like it, it looked bad. It looked like the first trailer looked horrendous. Then we saw the. Oh yeah. The second trailer was actually, was actually, you know, it was like a, like a pretty fun, you know, family adventure yeah. movie. And yeah, I think we both like liked the movie like way more, way more than we thought we were going to. Yeah, I really, did, I really didn't think that this was gonna be like one of the ones I was like, yeah. I mean, I, I really dug it. I dug it, and I'm totally on board with Sonic too. Yeah, me too. I, 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 want, I want to keep going. I want to bring in more, more Sonic here. Like bring in, uh, bring in Amy Rose, bring in Shadow. <laughs> yeah, bring, bring, bring in more of these characters. But yeah, uh, Sonic Two set for release date of April eighth, twenty twenty two. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, surprisingly, yeah, surprisingly, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Yes, uh, shockingly. And last thing we're talking about today is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this is the sequel to the massively successful, well, not massively successful, but it made money, the successful, critically successful, Oscar-winning film, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from 2018. Uh, in which case, in this one, uh, Miles Morales, uh, once again voiced by Shmeek Moore, and Gwen Stacy, once again voiced by Haley Steinfeld. So they're going, going on an adventure with Miguel O'Hara, a.k.a. Spider-Man 2099, voiced by Oscar Isaac, who was in the post-credits scene for Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, the first one. Uh, no idea what this is going to be, but the interesting thing about this is that we find out that this is, this is part one. Yeah. So it looks so, like this is going to yeah. be. I didn't understand what that meant. I thought it was like this was like the first like part one of like the trailer. The first look, trailer. Like, yeah. No, I thought the same. Is, I thought the same exact. This thing. is going to be a two part Spider Verse sequel, which crazy Phenomenal. ambition. The, the, the second one hasn't been dated yet, but it's expected to be released pretty soon after this. I feel like the, they probably like, shot at the same time. I yeah, would the, imagine. Well, because yeah, this animation takes it's, it's one while. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to come out probably. I, I would imagine like twenty twenty three. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, uh, Shmeek Moore, Haley Snell coming back, Oscar Rising, which is surprising as well, was better from the first Spider-Verse. Also surprising as well, Jake Johnson as Peter B. Parker. Uh, joining the cast is Issa Rae as Jessica Drew, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. And uh, no one who's voicing yet, but Japanese Spider-Man from the 1978 Japanese Spider-Man series will be in the movie. Uh, uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm on board. Uh, fantastic movie. Uh, it was just... I mean, it's just a spectacle to see on a screen, man. It just, it's, it's just like a, the sensory overlo- overload, you know? Uh, that's the best way of describing it. Sensory overload for the eyes, man. It's just the, the whole aesthetic of it is just beautiful to watch. And yeah, completely on board. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to building this multiverse. This is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I do like the multiverse in this, in this aspect. I, I know I've been a little critical of it in, like, you know, for like The Flash or uh, No Way Home. I like yeah. it in this aspect because they can use it as an excuse to, like, just, like, put on some, like, 
I like it when they're using it as a way to put on like you know some crazy stuff on the screen, not just like oh we're bringing back old actors to do. We stuff. we need a villain, yeah, we need a villain. Let's make it. Oh yeah, it's a multiverse, yeah. Yeah, you know? so yeah. I, I like I like the aspect of like doing it and just like being like it's it's a multiverse, like it's a multiverse. It's like literally means anything could happen, and they look they're, they're yeah. playing into that. I li- I like that aspect. So, yeah. So and that's something I think the first one did really well. Uh, and you know it was a little introduction. We got some uh, some a few characters, and I want I want them to double down, and I want them to bring in bring in more more strange people, uh, more, oh. more strange iterations of Spider Man, more crazy universe. I think I think this is, could be really special. And yeah, yeah. Uh, none, none of the directors from the first from the first one are coming back to this one. Uh, ben said we're getting uh, Kent Powers who worked on Soul and uh, Joaquin Dos Santos uh, who worked on. Uh, who worked on Last Airbender, which is excellent. Not not the movie, the show. Avatar Last Airbender. <laughs> Got to specify. There's there's yeah, another one. There, there's, yeah. there's a difference now. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> no, I'm definitely looking forward to this, and it's set for release on October seventh, twenty twenty two. So I now I know what I will be seeing for my birthday in twenty twenty two. There you go. They 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 did it on uh, purpose, sir. They did it on purpose. Thank 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 you, Sony. <laughs> uh, that's gonna do it for trailer talk. We're now move on to notorious news. And speaking of Spider-Man, let's talk about No Way Home uh, because you know we got some early box office stuff to talk about. Now, no- nothing concrete. Just just looking at how it's going because you know we're we're we are literally in the end game. The movie comes out this coming Friday, and uh, pre-sales, like I said, they're crashing. Crashing sites all around the internet. Uh, we didn't get any official numbers when we first reported on it, but now, but now we have some actual stuff, stuff to talk about. Uh, so yeah, the, the pre-sales for this were huge. First of all, yeah. it surpassed Black Widow in two hours. That's crazy. It took two hours to pass Black Widow, and by the end of the day, became the f- uh, became the best first day advance ticket sales. This is for Fandango. Became the best first day advance ticket sales since Avengers Endgame. And it will also pass in movies like Avengers, End- Avengers Infinity War, Star Wars The Last Jedi, the, the previous film, Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, and Rogue One, which were all pretty high on that list. Uh, no Way Home was the second highest one-day ticket sales uh, on AMC, and that also is just under Endgame. Uh, now, Russell... I do want to ask. Yeah, I think this movie is absolutely going to shatter box office. I think I think you even said this before. It was one of those ones where I think it was the box office need or the box office needed this during the pandemic and everything. That one movie that was going to like really catapult cinema going. And I think this is it. Lord knows it wasn't Tenet. It was not Tenet. As much as you know, much as Christopher Nolan wanted it to be, it was not. Yeah, yeah, he he. He st- he stayed the course though, man. That's that's somebody, course, want, I, that's somebody you want. That's somebody you want to. Uh, I for that. Uh, yeah, you you write the course. Yeah, uh, but no. Uh, so let's, let's get our box office predictions for the for the weekend. Uh, so Russell, what do you think? Is, what do you think it's going to open at? How are they going to go? So is is this movie opening on a Friday? Right. It's a Friday, so it'll be a standard. Okay. Three, it'll be a standard okay. three day opening weekend. All right, I am going to go. This is post. I'm going to go. I'm gonna play it safe. Well, I'm not gonna play it safe. I'm, it's gonna go over 100. I think it's gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 130. 130. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna up you a little bit. I'm gonna say 150 opening weekend. Okay. Okay. Just because, just judging how hard it was for me to get tickets and seeing how packed some showings I have tickets for are gonna be. Yeah. 
I'm like, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna do really well. So yeah, I'm I'm going on 150. If it broke 200, I'd be happy if it broke 200. Broke 200. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, it, it. I mean, it absolutely has that possibility to do that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how this does. But yeah, uh, no way home. But it's, they've already got a winner. They've already got a winner, which is good because they're gonna need it because another one of the movies is in turmoil, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> um, but let's talk about some other things first. Uh, first of all, sorry. First of all, uh, concerning Marvel, uh, it was announced. This was an interesting thing. Uh, Des- Destin Daniel Cretton has signed a new deal with Marvel that would include him both a writing and directing a sequel to Shang Chi. Uh, and doing a Disney Plus show from that universe. It's going to have more of a comedic angle. We don't know what it's going to be about or who's going to be centered in it. But uh, basically confirmed that, yes, we are getting a sequel to Shang-Chi, which is funny because there's a lot of talk about how this movie was a gi- like gigantic flop and a g- gigantic just... It, w- it wasn't like a huge success. But <laughs> it's, it seemingly had a really funny tweet about it. We're just like, flopped our, <laughs> flopped our way to a sequel. <laughs> I, th- I think that's funny, but yeah, uh, we clip we're getting another another Shang Chi. So uh, Russell, I, I, how, did, how did you like the first Shang Chi? I, I did like it. I liked it. It was different. I mean, it was a different feel, but I mean, I still enjoyed it. I appreciated it. Um, I'm completely down. Like I said, I like the the movies with the characters. I don't know a whole lot about. Um, I, I just anytime you you know introduce characters like that, like when Doctor Strange, I didn't know much about. Um, yeah. I, I like that, and I, I like the film fine. And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on board for a sequel. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think I like I like Simu Liu. I think there's there's a lot of playground. It'd be funny if Iron Fist was the villain <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I think it's I think it's great. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what entails this what entails this movie. Uh, next story we're talking about. We got to talk about the latest Tom Cruise stunt. He's in the midst of film currently in the midst of filming Mission Impossible Eight. Wow, we've had eight Mission Impossibles. This is wild. Uh, but like uh, the big stunt he's doing was announced, and this is ins- this is insane. Have you heard about this? Uh-uh. So this is going to be this, the the stunt he's doing. It's going to be a scene where he or he slips out the cockpit of a World War II biplane, goes on the wing, dangles himself dangles himself on it, and has the plane go down in like a three sixty spin. Jeez. Christ and then he's going to jump off parachute. And then he's going to jump parachute off. It's Scientology I, juice, man. I, I, I'm telling you. <laughs> Jeez, I, I, I want it, some of that. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Tom Cruise is the hardest working actor in Hollywood. You can't. I mean, you you can't you can't dispute that. I mean, look at the proof is there, man. Look at that. Yeah, nobody, nobody in, his, in their fifties, in their fifties, let alone in his fifties, nobody is doing what Tom Cruise is doing. Like even actors in their twenties, like like no like. Okay, but yeah, yeah, like some people and all that, but like nobody who is like opening movies and being like the star of films is doing what he's doing. No, I mean Jackie Chan did his own stunts, but that was all on the ground. Yeah, a lot on the ground. Like he, he like Jackie yeah. Chan never did anything on this level. Yeah, no, this is this is a this is this is like I said, this is that Scientology juice. This is the Scientology juice. Not respect, not respect, not respect. And, not for Scientology, what, but respect for putting, his, what, putting his ass yeah. on the line constantly. Tell you what, I'll drink that juice if that's if that's the shit that you can do. If this I'll is what it. you can do, maybe maybe there's something to this. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. Take take all, take all my money. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, who who needs steroids? Who needs steroids? Who needs steroids? What do you got, Scientology? Yeah, you got a Scientology juice, man. Absolutely yeah. done. 
But yeah, Mission Impossible 8 is set for release in 2022. I, I'm personally excited to see it. Hopefully he survives to be in the premiere. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I it's, hope so, too. You, you, you can't kill Tom Cruise. You can't kill Dude. Tom Cruise. Dude, Tom Cruise will kill death. This is, cra- <laughs> this is craziness. Like, I love it. Seriously, when he, when he gets that age where he can't do stunts anymore, someone needs to make it like a documentary of all the crazy shit Tom Cruise did. He probably years. cloned his body, and he's going to do that shit. And, like, he's, I don't even know. We, 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 Scientology. We don't know how it works. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, next thing we're talking about, uh, the Harry Potter Return to Hogwarts is, you know, it's, 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 it's heating up. And here are some of the... Here are some of the people who are confirmed so far to make an appearance in make 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 an, make an appearance in the reunion special that'll be going straight to HBO Max. Uh, so so far, of course, you got you got your standard your standard three. Uh, you got Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint. Obviously, you, you can't do a special without them. No, I mean. That's like pass. I won't watch it then. Just like, <laughs> yeah. We we got a Harry we got a Harry Potter unit. Is is he coming back? Is Daniel Radcliffe yeah. coming back? Not exactly. What? <laughs> we got uh, a friend special. Uh, Rachel Ross and Chandler aren't going to be there. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh, other confirmed names: Helena Bonham Carter, Robbie Coltrane, Ray Fiennes, Jason Isaacs, Gary Oldman, Tom Felton, Jim and Oliver Phelps, Mark Williams, Bonnie Wright, Alfred Enoch, Matthew Lewis, Ivana Lynch, and they say many more to come. So yeah, this is going to be. I think I feel like this. Is, They've been doing a lot of reunion specials in the last last couple of years. They did Fresh Prince, they did Friends. I feel like this one's gonna. I feel like this is gonna take the cake. I mean, it would be what, yeah. what they honestly should do. And this, then this would be from twenty twenty three. When twenty twenty three comes, they sh- they need to do a Lord of the Rings reunion. Oh, absolutely! It'd be all over it, that it'll, too. It'll be the twentieth anniversary Return of the King. God, I feel old. Yeah, but uh, I'm definitely excited to see this. I mean, yeah, we talked about it already, but you know, you you said that you're newer to Harry Potter because. I am. Uh, I actually got her into it, believe it or not, I, by by accident. Um, oh, really? It was the 20th anniversary of um, Sorcerer. Or what was it? The um, Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. Yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, let's go see this. Like, just you know, on a whim. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like second guessing. I'm like, this movie's like two and a half hours, two forty. Never gonna sit through it. Uh, she sat through the whole thing. And like was like absolutely absorbed into it. Like we went to Disney and we went to Harry Potter, you know, Universal, and it's just like she, she's hooked. She's absolutely hooked on it, you know. She's absolutely hooked. So uh, yeah, so I've been watching them now. Like I've watched them once through, like before. Um, I'm rewatching them with her. I'm on the fourth. She's already. I think she's on the. She, she's on Half Blood Prince already, but or Deathly Hollow. Sorry. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I I'm really enjoying them as I go back and watch them, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm on board with this, and she's she's looking forward to this too. I'm actually part of their uh, Christmas gift. She's not gonna they're not gonna hear this, but um, I'm gonna do the um, I'm gonna try to take them to Broadway and get I'm gonna get tickets for the uh, Cursed, Child. Cursed Child, yeah, Cursed and Child. Uh, Cursed Child, Cursed Child, yeah, and uh, I'm going to uh, take them like uh, kind of into springtime. That's nice. Uh, yeah, so she it's it's something that Beck and I were talking about. It's kind of an idea I had. I was like, well, it gives us a day to go to New York yeah, City, so yeah, yeah. why not? Why why not? So yeah, and then we'll take her to Harry Potter New York that my wife and I checked out, which was fantastic too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Um, again, I, I grew up, and it's, it's crazy thing. Like I grew up, I I grew up just loving Harry Potter, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I love these movies. But then like I watched them yeah. as an adult, like, oh no, these like legitimately good movies. Like, yeah, I mean they're, they they they're really well are. Made, they're well made films. 
Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, they really are. I, they all have, and it's so crazy how like observant my daughter is. Like, she's like, oh, each one gets darker. Like the opening is because it gets it's a scarier movie. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, who, like who are you? <laughs> like, and it, but it, but it's it's yeah. true though if you think about it. They, it they are a little bit more darker films, you know. And it's, I don't. She's like really really taken to this, and it's great though because it's like I think it's something different. It breaks off that whole entire you know Disney princess type stuff. You know, not saying there's anything against it, but it's nice to have that. A little bit, you know, different, uh, different world with her too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, uh, this will debut uh, January first, twenty twenty-two. Uh, next thing we're talking about, uh, I think this is also WB Pos- uh, Maybe I, c- I can't remember. Uh, but uh, Renfield, uh, case you, in case you don't remember, or, uh, we might talk about. It, I'm not sure. Uh, Renfield is an upcoming movie. Uh, this be focusing on Dracula's henchman, uh, Renfield, who, if you saw the Francis Ford Coppola Dracula, was played by Tom Waits. Uh, basically, going to be him about uh, him. <laughs> um, it's uh, uh, being an inmate in a mental asylum. It got some new cast members uh, uh, playing Renfield. Of course, it's going to be Nicholas Holt. That was already announced. But we got a person playing Dracula, joining him in Aquafina in this film, playing Dracula, Vampire Supreme, oh. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> okay. Yes, I, Nicholas I Cage it. will be playing Dracula in this film. Uh, I don't exactly know what don't know I don't know what this, what the movie this television is gonna be. But Sign me up. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold on Nicolas Cage being Dracula. Pigs Pigs own Nicolas Cage. I love Pigs it. own Nicolas Cage. Have you seen Pig yet? I have. Isn't isn't it I, good? I, I did like it. It it is it's it's different. It's a different movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's just Nicolas he's Cage. he's he's getting out there and out there, man. I just I'm on the ride, man. Whatever. Like now, he's, now he's at the point where it, before it was like he's, he does anything and it sucked, but now it's like he's doing ev- anything and his most of it's really good. Yeah, I mean he's still putting out great performances, so it's like, dude, he's like whatever. Yeah, like I'll do Spider Verse, I'll do Pig, I'll do Mandy. Like it's... Yeah, I'll do yeah. Uh, Willy's Wonderland, I'll do Willy yeah, I'll, I'll do whatever. Put it but in front yeah, of me, I'll do it. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, it's being directed by Chris McKay, who did uh, Lego Batman movie. And the Tomorrow War, which I had, I didn't see Tomorrow War. Did you? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So we can't speak to the quality of that one. I've heard. No. I've heard it's like a fun Independence Day type movie. So maybe we'll check it out at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, no world when it's releasing. But yeah, definitely be on the lookout for that. Something I'm not on the lookout for is Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> because it has been canceled. Because it will not be coming out. It will not be coming back. Is but canceled after one season. Which one and done. I haven't seen it. I I hadn't seen it yet because I just heard the reception was just like so like mixed to bad. But yeah. I will say this is not a good sign when you're adapting two other popular animes and a beloved animated series at the same time. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for. Hey, look, we're so good that yeah, we're not gonna go ahead and renew the next seasons. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're we're doing more animes. What about the one you adapted? Well, that that one doesn't count. Netflix has, has like a history of like adapting like really like badly adapting animes because like they did the Death Wish, no sorry, Death Note movie, which a lot of people didn't like. I watched, mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like, I, I, is this is this like a bad sign for their upcoming? Know, it's not definitely not a good sign. Uh, it's a little little crazy that all of a sudden like and, and it was funny because it's just they just dropped it not so long ago. They literally just dropped it. Yeah, let me get some actual dates for this. Because like what 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 was the, what was the turnaround? Dude, <laughs> it was like dude. To yeah, it's, it's like finding out you're at like a, a company party and like a couple days later you're fired from that company. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Premiered, premiered November nineteenth. Canceled yeah. December 9th. 
Not dude, even yeah. a month after premiering. It was dude, it's literally it's literally like going to the company Christmas party. Yeah, and then like a couple like about a week and a half later or whatever, it's like, yeah, uh, go ahead and clean your stuff out. It's like what? Excuse me? What? I, like I work here, don't I? I just, I just got here. Dude, yeah. I was at the party, remember? But yeah, the ones they're adapting are uh actually no, I'm sorry, three animes because they're doing Yu Yu Hakusho. So yeah, they're yeah, they're doing Yu Yu Hakusho, they're doing um One Piece, which which already got cast. Uh they're doing Mobile Suit Gundam as a movie, and they're adapting Avatar the Last Airbender. <laughs> Which there I feel like Avatar Last Airbender is probably in the best spot because they can only go up. I mean, yeah. I, again, I've from somebody who's haven't like watched any anything out of it at all ever. Um, yeah, I just know that it was a bad M Night Shyamalan movie. It was, yeah, it was a lot of things in that were really bad that I own, and I'll be waiting for to watch whenever we tackle that. I'm sure some some way down somewhere down the road. I'm sure. Uh, oh geez, yeah, that that'd be, that'd be a, I mean, it'd be a really interesting review for us because I've I've seen the entire show and you haven't seen. It I've yet. never, and I've, I've seen nothing. I've so, seen nothing of I it. Feel like, I feel like it's a perfect pair, but yeah, uh, yeah, definitely not a good sign for their future adaptations. But we'll see. I'm <laughs> optimistic for you. Uh, next thing we're talking about uh, the Gal Gadot starring Cleopatra, which yeah, studios think is still a good idea. Uh, it has lost and then gained a director. Patty Jenkins was was supposed to direct it. Uh, she has since moved to a producing role, and now is being directed by Kari Skanderland, who did direct. Uh, she directed all of Falcon Winter Soldier, so she okay. is stepping in to direct this. I still think this project a bad idea, just because I don't think I I like the Elizabeth Taylor uh, Cleopatra. God, I don't. It's been uh, I don't even remember. I, I remember. I never watched all of it. I don't think. Movie's like four hours long. Yeah, isn't the, it? the movie is long as hell. But you know, I I, I, I do like, it. and I also, but I think it's also because I, I like Elizabeth Taylor. I think she's, I think she was a phenomenal actress. I oh, and she think... was. I mean, she was gorgeous. I mean, yeah. in her day. I mean, it was. You know. I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Gal Gadot's quite up to par with that. <laughs> I mean, they're just. I mean, it's act. I mean, just everything in general now is just so much different than it was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it's it's a different different time now, man. I I, I it's it's, it's also not a good. It's, just, it's 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 so different now. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. Uh. We'll see when that comes out. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. Gal Gadot is going to be trying to be Cleopatra. So, good luck. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, something uh something else the guy announced. Uh, we now have word on. What Shyamalan will be doing next after his, after his, uh, I don't know. Did, did old make money? Old did old 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 did decent. I think it didn't do fantastic. And and and, and come to think of it, uh, uh, no, that I can't I can't follow up with that question because then I, never mind. Uh, yeah, old okay, old did old did make money most because it did, didn't cost anything. Yeah. Like. It, well, I mean, it was you saw it, didn't you? I did see it. It was. I mean, it was okay. Like, it, it, it took me somewhere I, I wasn't thinking, obviously, and and that's what he does. I mean, uh, yeah, it was. I it was. I, I think liked we could have put. Good. I loved it when it was awful. Yeah, I think we could have sprinkled the clues in like sooner, as well, opposed to well, let's well, wrap it up and then let's just you know what I mean. Well, let's we'll talk about about that movie eventually. But yeah, uh, he is now announced yeah. his next movie. It's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be called Knock at the Cabin. 
no word on what the plot is going to be, but it's got a release date for 2023, and it's already got a lead. Uh, already got to cast a lead in the form of Dave Batista. He's going to be I'm leading this next movie. So I'm on board. I, I like Batista as an actor. I think he makes yeah, I did some too. really interesting choices as far as and I like going to do. I like Shyamalan. I still I, I still go to bed. I, I'll say I, this. I know. I'll say this. Even when he sucks, he's trying. But the thing is, you'll you'll still talk about his stuff though. That's how that's how relevant he is as a director though. You know what I mean? Even if his stuff if if it if it knocks it out, we're talking about it. If it doesn't, if it's subpar, we're talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that few directors can 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 say that. Like other other directors put out something that's subpar. Eh. Okay, no big deal. But we're still talking about it though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think to me, I still think he's he's a genius behind the camera. Um. Obviously, it's genius. Is just, a, genius is a strong word. Well, no, genius behind a camera because, like, like I said, with 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 watching with with respect to the sixth sense, obviously that that's what really you know got him to where obviously he is now. Um, I don't think if the sixth sense was received as it was, we'd be talking about him twenty twenty almost twenty five years down the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the move and to watch this movie and to see, I mean, it, it is it is a work work. It's a it's a genius work. I, I think so. Um, I just, it's just, you, you, when you hit it, when you land on the moon, where else can you go? Do you know what I mean? Like when you, you've done it, like what else could you do? Do you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things. Like his first, like his first big hit was like the hit. And like, it's, it's, it's hard to constantly, you know what I mean? It's, you just, you can't. And unbreakable was great. You know, a, a, a great film. Um, I like Split Fire. I wish Glass would have followed up, and it sucked, you know. But he's 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 done some bad ones, you know. Yeah. Either way, I'm definitely gonna be curious to see what happens in the next movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, coming out in the uh, year 2023. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, this is this is this is the greatest comeback. This is the greatest comeback cast of all time. Uh, cool. Kyle Richards has confirmed that she will be reprising her role as Lindsay Wallace in the upcoming Halloween Ends in 2022. Uh, this is going to be the sequel to Halloween Kills and Halloween of 2018, uh, which you know, of course followed up the 78 Halloween, which both Jamie Lee Curtis and Kyle Richards were in. Which I'm, I'm I am glad she's coming back because you know it was, she was a big she was a big question mark. I like I like bringing her back for the for the sequel. Yeah, um, I. Uh, and in a way where she could have come back, I'm, I'm happy they're following up with it. Uh, the next one's gonna be, I think it's gonna be like a five year time jump, from what I remember. I, I just, I just wish we would have cast the original Tommy Doyle. I, I, that was a, that was a thing I, I said to you before. I just want to yeah. throw that out there one more time. I mean, yeah, been, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm just like, eh. I, I want to see the, I want to see the universe where Paul Rudd did, did this, dude. <laughs> like, did that performance in this movie? And you can tie it into Ghostbusters, and it's done. It's, it's, been, so, it's been so weird, but yeah. Uh, there you have it. I wasn't the biggest fan of Halloween Kills. No, I was not either, uh, and it's it's sad. I wanted to. I just I felt like it was, it was so over the top deliberately, and I did, and that just took me out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also just like I feel like it just lost focus and got really repetitive after at a point. Did see Ghostbusters, by the way. Oh, you've, oh, you finally saw it. Oh, fantastic! Oh my lord! You like, you like, oh. yeah, I knew, I knew you'd like it. Oh, just everything—the music, the just the the feel. Oh, just this is what I wanted. The the one that, and no offense to the all female led Ghostbusters, but that's what I wanted the third one to be, man. That's the feel of that one, you know. Um. It had the heart and the, the ending. Oh, just fantastic! I really, I really did enjoy it a lot. Yeah, same here. 
but yeah, no, this is uh, uh, but yeah, Halloween ends. Like I said, set to come out uh, October of 2022. Uh, next thing we're talking about is uh, we got some stream some streaming show news uh, in the form of HBO Max. Uh, with it was announced previously that there was going to be a story about the penguin and his, and his rise to crime in the Gotham underworld. Uh, no word on you know uh, who was going to be the star of that show, but we have confirmed. Colin Farrell is going to be apprising his role as Alwakalpot in the series for HBO Max. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of uh, seeing more? Because we, we, we haven't, of course, we haven't, we haven't seen the Batman yet. But we have seen him in the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, are you excited to see more of Colin Farrell as the Penguin? In his own yeah, show? I think I think Colin Farrell's a fantastic actor. Uh, I've gotten a bat. I mean, I liked Colin Farrell. It was my first introduction of Colin Farrell. Was probably was a daredevil. Pre, yeah, I was. I would say it would have to be daredevil. Yeah, because I was going to say Alexander Daredevil, phone booth, uh, SWAT, um, Miami Vice. Remember, I mean, he was he, the, he was huge. Remember the recruit? The recruit. I love that movie with him and Pacino. Loved Pacino. it. I maybe need to re- rewatch it. I don't know if it's probably as great as I remember, but uh, I definitely loved it back in the. Back in like oh five or oh six oh five I think oh four oh five or no maybe it was oh three yeah, early two thousand. I'm pretty sure the recruit was oh three. Yeah, I was I was gonna say it was like college. I know it was college years for sure. I just didn't know where it landed. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board. I think I think uh, uh, you know, Colin Farrell's a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, next year we're talking about it. Oh, well, yeah, the, Pen- the Penguin will be dropping on HBO Max probably sometime in 2023. That's when I would expect it to come out. Uh, next thing we're talking about. Uh, uh, the latest Star Wars show coming, The Acolyte, uh, has cast its lead, uh, Amanda Senberg from The Hate You Give, and many, many other things. Most recently, Dear Evan Hansen. Amanda <laughs> <laughs> Senberg will be starring in this show. Some uh, some, foresha- some foreshadowing there. A little bit, a little bit of foreshadowing <laughs> here. Uh, <coughs> yeah, uh, no word on what the plot of, this, a plot of this show is, but it's said to be it's going to be a mystery thriller that takes place. Uh, takes place uh, during the final days of the High Republic era, which is like pre uh, pre the rise of the Sith. For anybody who doesn't follow uh, Star Wars lore like religiously, like I do, or and actually, you know what? Uh, there's there a, there's a book series right now that's going on where it does follow the High, the, high, the Jedi during the High Republic, which I've heard is really good. I, have, I haven't read any of them, uh, but yeah, Amanda Stenberg. Uh, I mean, we were both big fans of her in The Hate You Give. I, yeah, I, fan- correctly. I mean, it was a fantastic. Uh, so, what do you think sure. of uh, Sten- uh, Stenberg joining the, joining the Star Wars universe? Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah, she's a fantastic uh, young actress. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I really, I really like her a lot. I'm, I'm excited to see what she. I'm excited to see what she, what she brings to this universe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely excited. And yeah, uh, the High Republic, uh, the Acolytes will be debuting. It's also from the, the creator Russian Doll, which I think is an incredible show. If you haven't seen Russian Doll, go check it out. Uh, she was going to be producing, writing, and serving as showrunner for this. And no world when it's coming out, but yeah, uh, we'll be on the lookouts. Especially uh, because we're not getting Star Wars movies for quite some time. Uh, you know what else is heating up, though? Oppenheimer. Uh, it is. I, it, it, it definitely is, because I, I heard today who's casting her. Yeah, uh, joining the cast that already... Keep in mind, this is a cast that already included Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Joining this this show, I'm sorry, this movie now. Uh, we got Florence Pugh, we got Rami Malek, and we got <sighs> Benny Safdie, who is fantastic in Good Time. Not only is he a good director, he's fantastic in Good in Good Time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie is is getting 
better by the second, even though, again, this is not the kind of movie I thought Nolan would ever do. I'm curious how it's going to turn out, but still, I'm excited to see this this cast come together. Yeah, for sure. Florence Pugh is fantastic, and, uh, and I like Rami Malek fine. I know we have our gripes about Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, ho- Rhapsody. hopefully he gets to have his own teeth. Yeah, like let's like seriously, that that's a huge overbite. You know, let's just really and like and and I felt like the Bond, like him and Bond, uh, uh, No Time to Die. I felt like it was almost the same. Like he was almost trying to be the same, like talking wise. You know, like I don't know. It's like it's like take your teeth out. But yeah, I'm on board. This is it's, good, it's, a, it's a solid cast. Will you please enunciate and pronunciate, please? Uh, but yeah, no. This movie is set for a release uh, in 2023. Well, with by contract has to have a theatrical release. I mean, trust me, Lewis. If a pandemic's not going to stop uh, a uh, you know Christopher Nolan film, I don't think anything is. So, yeah. But by 2023, we should, we should we hopefully should be all right. I mean, Omnicron's not doing well, but it should be all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's set for release in July 21, 21st, 2023, and will definitely be in theaters for at least a month. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, wait, I think, I, think yeah. I think it's longer. I think it's like three months. New variant aside, man, it, or new variant possible. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, who knows? Yeah. Uh, last story we're talking about is we have to talk about what's going on with Black Panther 2 right now. Oh, uh, speaking of, there we go. Look, did you see that segue? This is the gra- did you just- that was a great segue. That segue, we just went there. We went pandemic Woo! to. Black Panther, I love it. So yeah, I the, see what you did. The reason, the reason this is so, the Black Panther, the, the Black Panther two has had a incredibly troubled production. Yeah, I mean, first of all, first you lost your main actor to cancer, which is yeah. hard enough. Secondly, you had your your new lead, and Letitia Wright, who's supposed to be the lead of the movie. Uh, you had her uh, get injured on set; they had to halt production for that. Here's the thing, though. Production is still halted, but uh, the injury might not be as bad as we thought. Because the thing holding up now is the fact that Letitia Wright uh, looks like she is an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. I... Uh, she, she is out right now outright refusing to return to work. Uh, she's currently waiting out for the... Cause she's currently shooting in the UK. Uh, it's... They're currently waiting on the COVID protocols. To, she, she's wait, she's trying to wait the COVID she's protocols for the to change to loosen up, and yeah. then, then when those happens, then she will go back to work. Uh, here's the thing: they're really at war. They're really at war with her right now because, yeah, uh, they've already they can't they, they need her to show up because again she's the lead of this movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, apparently, seventy percent of this movie has been shot with her as as the lead. It's been shut down for longer than longer than they want to do because uh, she won't get she won't get vaccinated. Uh, yeah. That they almost uh, the, and we're also hearing that they are this close to doing a full rewrite that either gets her out after this movie, recasts her in this movie. And see, it's it's a, they're, they're trying to weigh costs right now. Because yeah, they like don't she's know, killing her. Yeah. Because it's, it would be cheaper for them to wait this out and bring her back because they've already shot a large chunk of this movie. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, uh, but like yeah, they're trying to weigh out if it'd be cheaper to just, just start start again, scrap everything, and just reshoot, or if it would be cheaper to just like uh just to wait it out, 
finish the movie as it is and then just you know kick her out of the franchise when this is done. But like it's it's insane. Well, first of all, I think I, the irony of her playing a scientist and being an active actor is not lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, boy, well, like, it's a yeah. What 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 does Marvel do in this case? Because like, the, first of all, I gotta say, Mar- uh, I feel really bad for Ryan Coogler right now because yeah. he he was probably feeling good. Like I made a billion dollar movie, I got to do a sequel, get a pay yeah. bump. It's gonna be awesome. And then and oh. Then, yeah. Yeah, this, this is what you, I deal with. You hit, a, you hit a concrete wall. Yeah, I. Oh, you hit, hit several concrete walls. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's tough, man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, what what I think they should do. I think I talked about it when we had Winston on when we first talked about like what what they should do with Black Panther two. Um, I know it's gonna be costly, but I would just say scrap everything you have right now. Yeah. Like scrap because like they're they're playing a lot with like multiverse and like alternate versions of characters. You have a perf. You have a dude who could easily be a franchise lead, right there. Michael B. Jordan could easily pick up the black. Like, I don't think you've watched what if, but like a lot of things, like it's alternate universes and like different variations of characters. I say what you do is get a variant of Killmonger from another universe who was a good yeah. guy, and let and let Michael B. Jordan be Black Panther in, in the main universe. Yeah, I mean you, like absolutely could. He's a great actor. He's not problematic. <laughs> He's not going to hold up your set by not getting vaccinated. <laughs> like it's, I, I think like you have like a perfect out, but like yeah, it's, it's just it's just hard right now. It's a hard position to be in, man. It, it really, really is. is. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I feel like Cougar's going to get brought on to do Black Panther three just because they're they're going to feel bad for him. not only that. I'm willing to bet. Okay, I'm calling this right now. I'm willing to bet that not only are they going to get bring on Black Panther three as an apology, but they're going to fund his what, anything he wants to do aside from Black Panther three. Probably just because they've held him up for so long. This guy could be doing other th- other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. He, he could have been doing other things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is a this is a shitty situation to be in, and I feel bad for everybody involved. <laughs> not you, Leticia, because you're you're being you're being an idiot. And if and if you really if you really don't want to be Black Panther, you're gonna go down one of the big you're gonna go down one of the biggest like bag fumblers of all time. Yeah, seriously, especially when you have a you know a great opportunity presented to you, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's gonna do it for uh, the news today. The news today, uh, which means now we want to the movie of the week that is Scrooge. Uh, so let's 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 take a journey back to 1988, which is weird. I I totally thought it was a 90. I don't know why I thought it was a 90s movie for some reason. Uh, definitely 80s. Yeah, de- no, definitely. When you watch it, definitely <laughs> 80s. Definitely 80s. Uh, yeah, we'll bring, yeah. Get uh, director Rich, Richard Donner, coming off of I think I don't think he did anything between Goonies and this, did he? Uh, when was the didn't don't Oh shit, Lethal Weapon, duh. I was gonna say Lethal Weapon. I was gonna say Lethal Weapon, wasn't it? Yeah. Which is a Christmas movie, two Christmas movies back to back. Yeah, seriously. Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin wants to. Do, I want to do a Christmas Carol, but this one is going to be a decidedly modern version of this story. And yeah, uh, it came out. It was a pretty solid hit, making a uh, making a total of one hundred million dollars of a thirty-two million dollar budget. Uh, this is a. Uh, People regard this as like a, a big classic of Christmas, but the question is, how does it hold up today? Well, I mean, it has to hold up, and then, you know, just you know, is is it all nostalgia talking? Because I imagine this was a favorite of you growing up. It seems like you're kind of a Christmas movie. 
Honest to God, though, it was funny because it really wasn't, honestly. Really? Um, and um, I, I see where you're at with that because I know that you, you, you try to date me with these movies. I appreciate it. Um, honestly, my go-to is honestly and, and still well, to no, this day. Because I know you love Christmas Vacation and this seems like your kind of thing. Christmas, yeah, oh, no, for sure. I, I like Scrooge fine, but it's like Christmas Vacation. It's Home Alone. Um, I just recently, within the last... Well, since meeting Beck, I uh, started watching Christmas Story because I had never watched that. Uh, um, yeah, so there was a lot of stuff I was, but it was it was Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, um, Santa Claus, like just just like those type of movies, Polar Express. Um, but yeah, this definitely has made a rotation. I started watching it last year, started in, incorporating it in the uh, in our big. Yeah, we just like to rotate all these Christmas movies. There's so many of them, yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely. Uh, but yeah, I, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. But yeah. I mean, you obviously know the story of the story of Christmas Carol by now, in case yeah. unless you've been living under a rock for the last yeah hundred <laughs> years. Yeah, it's it's been recycled in in one form or another. You, you you know the basic gist of it. But still, this one does take a good spin on it, and I will, we will talk about it when we you know it's always more time. This is this is Scrooged. This movie starts off with a really good fake out. I will say. Uh- yeah, for sure. Like a completely like, what the hell am I watching? Like you know? it starts off. You see Santa's elves. You see Santa at his workshop with his elves. Yeah. And then you see like something cr- start to crash in the workshop. And, like I was watching this. Like, did I put in the right movie? Because I, I, cause <laughs> yeah. I don't. I hadn't seen. I, I hadn't seen the entirety of Scrooged. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. Yeah. I I'd seen like I'd seen the majority of. I never I never seen this opening. Oh wow, this is crazy! Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's weird because like I, I'd seen it on TV, but every time I caught it, it was af- it was after this. Oh okay, so yeah, you just never thought it began like that. Yeah, and like yeah, the, the the person crashing in is it's Lee Majors. Like, yeah, like six million dollar man's own Lee Majors, which is fa- it's, just, it's just fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, it, it turned out it's an ad for Lee Majors Saves Christmas or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, a little bit better than uh, Kirk Cameron's. Yeah, a little Saving bit Christmas. better. Than, I, I, w- I would rather watch that than Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. I would rather watch Paint Drying on a Wall. Psst. Yeah, I, still I'd the probably... worst film we've reviewed. Oh, still, absolutely. I'd... Nothing's. I don't think. I don't think everything is ever going to get worse than that. Honestly. Uh, yeah. So. We... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God, God bless us. If we find yes, worse. we did it. We did it. Uh, but yeah, it turns out this is this is a series of ads playing at a thing at the board meeting of a TV executive, played by Bill Murray. Now, I look Harrison Ford owned the, owned the eighties. He just did. Yeah, but I mean, Bill Murray is absolutely right but there, though. If Bill Murray, if Harrison Ford was the king of the eighties, Bill Murray was the jack of the eighties. Absolutely, because he, I mean, he was just as big, I mean, with, you know, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. And, yeah, I want to look mean, up, this, this, is, this is Bill Murray's 80s, okay? Caddyshack, Caddyshack Stripes, yeah. Tootsie, Ghostbusters, Little Shop of Horrors, which I guess barely in it, but still. Yeah, uh, cameo, Scroo- but still. And Scrooge and Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty damn good 80s. Like, he, he was arguably the biggest comedy star of the 80s. And, and, and a great 90s. He, he's had such a great career, though. He really has. He, he, he really has, but... Yeah, uh, watching this, you, you you can you can see why because Bill Murray. We never really talked about him as an actor before, but Bill Murray as an actor, I, I was equated to like Bugs Bunny. He's a guy. He he, he <laughs> has a surprising amount of he has a surprising amount of charisma. He's that be super yeah. energetic. He can yeah. get away with practically anything, and he always has that oh, likability in, in him. And I think he's a good choice for this for this kind of role because in this one he's he's a real son of a bitch. 
He is. He's such an. He, but he's. But he's cocky. He knows that though. You know. Um, but his again, just I guess, just you know, how Bill Murray is though. I think his personality, his just acting skills in general, fit him perfect for this. Because like, look at all of his characters. How different. How you know different all of his characters were in the respect of films in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like you go from Pete Bagman to you, you go from the uh, guy chasing the uh, the gopher to Pete Bagman to to Ebenezer Scrooge. You know what I mean? To like a, a basically an Ebenezer Scrooge character. You know, it's like a very versatile actor, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so he so <laughs> he plays so yeah he's trying to advertise this new uh, this this Christmas special, and he plays this ad that has nothing to, nothing to do with the special, and it yeah. ends with, ends with an ad that could never be played that could never be played and with the thing that could never, be, never happen today it's a plane blowing uh, up. Oh yeah, that, that would absolutely never happen now. Yeah, they're trying to advertise this new. Uh, this new Christmas special based on a Christmas on a Christmas Carol. So yeah, that is a story in this universe uh, called called Scrooge. And this ad is this ad is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It's all the explosions. And, it's all explosions and like death and destruction. Like, don't miss it. I'm like, what? I mean, I I I would probably watch this out of fear. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, but then you know one of one of his uh, underlings, play uh, Elliot Laddermilk, played by Bobcat Goldthwaite, <laughs> one of my favorite Police Academy members, Zed. By the way, uh, yeah. loved loved him, loved him. Police Academy, fantastic, a really really underrated, a really underrated comedic actor. Yeah, his his arc in this movie is my, 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 my favorite my favorite part of it. Yeah, he's uh, he's funny, he's so so good. Yeah, so he's just like, hey, maybe maybe we shouldn't do this. He's like, you're right. I'm just kidding. You're fired, <laughs> and he yeah. fires him on Christmas Eve, literally, and literally like calls and has him escorted out of the building. It's just like he's 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 ruthless. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, they're still trying to figure out, uh, you know, what to do. He has an assistant, uh, played by someone who I forgot was in this movie, uh, Alfred Woodard. Uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. A young, a young Alfred Woodard who I swear was trying to be Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was like like this is her audition to play Tina Turner in the biopic, dude. She she looked a lot like she's a younger version of uh, Viola Davis too, almost kind of too. Yeah, she kind of is a, l- a little bit. She looks uh, just just the look she has. Even though I don't I don't think they're that far apart in age. And is that crazy? Isn't that crazy that she looks like a younger Viola Davis in this movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Actually, they are fairly far apart in age. Uh, actually, uh, yeah, because she's uh, sixty nine and Viola Davis is. 56 okay so yeah they're close uh they have the station they have the station manager the station manager comes in played by robert mitchum and love it yeah which is a great which is a great casting yeah and he's someone who like he looks he, he looks just like an older version of himself i know it's yeah. weird say, but like yeah it looks like it's like himself from like the third like the 40s just with gray yeah. hair but it's crazy though and it was funny because i was watch as i'm watching the movie i'm like dude bill murray got to work alongside robert mitchum like, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. if you think about just like the 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 caliber and talent that he worked with, like you know, Bill Murray, it, it's it's really crazy if you think of it like that. Yeah, no, it 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 really is. Like, yeah, like you get to work with like one of the great classic actors of all time. Yeah, I mean, like how many other you know modern you know modern actors now that that have had the the career that he has can say you know Robert Mitchum and you know just yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a thing where, like, uh, you know, like I think we'll like again come back to Tom Cruise, where it's like, yeah, I got to work with Stanley Kubrick. Oh boy. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, 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 and 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 yeah. 
Or like um, or uh, Julie Andrews, where she got to work with, with Hitchcock and Paul Newman on the same movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, and it's like if if you think about the the whole type of like you know their their careers and how like the the you know the notoriety that their counterparts or their directors you know you know it's just it's crazy if you trace it back like that. Yeah, we also see that yeah, you know, like this is it's Christmas time, but he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't really as you would expect doesn't really care. Give uh-uh. the same gift to everybody. It's, it's always gonna be a towel. It's gonna be a towel uh, or what the a VCR. VCR. Uh, Again, dating it, and ugh, as I watch this, I'm like, most of these kids are gonna watch this movie now and be like, "What?" Yeah, I VCR guys. A, I wonder how much a VCR was in the '80s. Do VCR? Like, it was like just like the because I can tell you this because uh, they were they were super expensive. Um, yeah. They were to because I remember when DVDs came out. Um, I had one of the first DVDs. I think it was a Toshiba, um, and I think the f- first DVD player I got, I got it for Christmas. My mom got it for me. I think it was like 500 bucks. Damn. It was something. It was something crazy. It's like it was like five or six hundred bucks. But it, it was all I wanted for Christmas was a DVD player because I heard my music teacher talking about how great these DVDs are going to be and how this is a game changer. And we're like, yeah, okay. It really was. Though. It was a huge. It was a huge game changer to uh, to movies. The way movie watching went for twenty five plus years. You know. Um, but yeah, the, the VCRs were also super expensive in the eighties. That, that same teacher, sell like you? right around, like right around there. Did that same teacher sell you an HD, HD DVDs? You know what, my my friend Chris would appreciate the ball busting there because uh, he knows that I uh, I backed that wrong horse and he busts my balls <laughs> constantly about that for sure. Um, no, he didn't guide me there. I should have went Blu-ray. I what the hell was I thinking? You should have gone Blu-ray. But that's so cool. She still have HD DVDs. Dude, I did. I ha- I still have them. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to bring them on so you can see them here uh, on the show. Yeah. Hey, back screwed. So uh, his boss, like I said, boss about Robert Mitchum comes in. Says that you know Frank. He's like Frank is under stress, so he's bringing in someone else to help assist, to help assist, uh, you know, with the production of Scrooge. But secretly, the guy wants Frank's job. Uh, the guy's name is Bryce, played by someone who I didn't, I didn't realize. Smallville's John Glover, Smallville's own Lex's father. Yeah, yeah. Lionel Lionel Luther from Smallville. Love it. Uh, and completely random and off topic, though. But since we were talking about it, when the mid 80s rolled around, the VHS player had been around for 10 years. That hefty price tag started to see significant reductions. That nearly $1,500 top retail price had fallen to an average of $200 to $400. Jesus. There you have it. So $1,500. Bucks. That, was, it was, that was huge. That's why VC, like VCRs, like when you go to rental places, cost so much. If you wanted to buy the, the movies, they were like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, man, that's that's, 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 that's kind of wild. All right, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I, I see why I want everyone towels. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, yeah. But only the real, especially people get VHS, VHS players. Seriously? Like, dude, VCRs. I can only, like, I can, like, shell out one or two of those. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, as you expect, he's, he's working late. And I think it was a really, because I thought Bob Cagle was going to be, like, you know, the Bob Cratchit of the story. I think it was a really nice dynamic to have, you know, the Bob Cratchit be Alfred Woodard's character. Yeah, it's his, it's his underling who, like, he for he forces to work, but she just wants to go home to her family. Yeah, I, I like it too because he they easily could have done that. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they they easily could have made the Bob but Bob Cagle with the way his character goes so much funnier. Oh, it's it's perfect though because it's it's what you would expect a a. a, a caliber actor you know just his personality from the police academy movies you would expect his character to do something like that yeah absolutely so uh we get to the the night before the night before christmas and we see 
that he is that Frank is visited by uh, Frank is visited by a ghost. His old boss, Lou Hayward, who this is Love it. I think this, I think this is like the most standout aspects of this thing. The makeup and special effects for this movie are incredible. Oh, and, and and can we really like and, and another thing I, I meant to made to mention um, and actually probably around this time is obviously when I probably started to think it when I started to hear like I was like God this feels like a Tim Burton film. It's because Elfman did the score for the film. He did, yeah. Yeah, and that's why like I'm sitting there watching it, but you feel it like it's like almost Beetlejuice esque. You start hearing the Beetlejuice, you can almost hear like the Beetlejuice like a score and stuff like that in this movie. Um, you definitely can really see the that really set Elfman apart. You know, he puts his stamp on everything, and you definitely can feel it which throughout is, this. Which, which, film. Is, which is ironic you say that because the only the thing that beats this movie for best for best visual effects, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, best makeup at the Academy Awards was Beetlejuice. Was, was Beetlejuice, so yeah, so he had, yeah, so he definitely he had horses in, in every every race, but uh, yeah, it was definitely fantastic makeup job though for sure. But like, yeah, you see him, he's like he's like all decrepit and like he's like he's has like a thing coming, like things coming out of his skull. It's it's a really he's all dusty. It's a really incredible makeup job. Like even when he's drinking, and like all the holes that are coming out, like the the drinks coming out of the holes and stuff like that, it's perfect. Yeah, but anyways, so he yeah, he's saying he's basically he's basically damned the studio because because he was just a shitty human being in real life. Yeah. So he's he's tell he's telling Frank he's just like you know what I came to warn you if you don't if you don't change how you do things you're gonna end up the same way. Yeah. So this is basically your uh, let's like your scared straight moment or your you know. Like you're, gonna, you're gonna be visited, you're gonna be visited by, by you're gonna be visited by three ghosts. are gonna show you the meaning. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know how it goes. Which here's the thing I always wondered: what if what if the guy just took the just took the dude's word for it? <laughs> like what if what what if the Scrooge character just took this this guy's word for it? But it's like you know what? Fine, I'll change my ways. We're good. Yeah. So then you completely bypass the three ghosts. Completely <laughs> bypass. Was like yeah, we're good. I say. I don't need to see the past, the present, and the future. I'm good. Oh, thanks. No, yeah, no, yeah, you, you, you're horrifying enough. I, I, I get yeah. it. I get the point. Wait a minute. I was a shitty person. You know what? I'm going to rehire that that guy. I, I think. You know what? I'm okay. Thanks. It's like, oh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, but we we have him coming. I don't know what to do. How do we cancel this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> return to sender or. <laughs> Ghost of Christmas Pass has left the game. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. We, we don't, he's Ghost good. Of, Ghost of Christmas present has left the game. <laughs> it's like they're all leaving. What the hell? <laughs> what do we do? No, it's what. Uh, so yeah, we get to, we get to we get to the actual tape taping of the Scrooge show, uh, and <laughs> I do like the fact that like this pr- this production is just ridiculous. Another one of my favorite running jokes in this is the fact that there's like one PA. I don't know if she's a PA or a grip or something, yeah. but it's this it's this woman who is just constantly getting injured. <laughs> Dude, she is like, yeah, she gets the barrel roll, or she gets like, yeah, she gets, she gets, she gets, tons of, she gets has sets falling on her. Yeah, dude, like, she. There's never any. There's never really any. There's never really any like moment where she, uh-uh. where, like, she gets like, she gets like a fruit basket or anything. She, she no, dude, keeps, she's like the crash test dummy for this. She keeps for this getting film. her ass kicked. Yeah. For no reason. It is. It is pretty funny though. Yeah, it, it, it is funny the way they keep they keep, they keep like relentlessly yeah. torturing this woman. Uh, we also get a, a, a different element because this, this element usually isn't in like the active day of the Christ- of uh, Christmas Carol stories. The love interest for the Scrooge character, which is Bill Murray, he's gonna get a love interest. 
But I mean, and what I mean, who, what other actress was had a big '80s that we could possibly put in there? Karen out of the big '80s. I don't know. Did she? Wasn't she? She had a fine '80s. Wasn't she? Wasn't Karen Allen in? Uh, wasn't she in Indiana Jones? I mean, yeah, but besides that, uh, wasn't she in? What the hell else was oh, she? Oh, you, she oh, was you, in, you got Starman. I'll give, I'll give her that. Yeah, I mean, I think she had a pretty big eighties, you know, didn't she? No, she, she 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 worked. She she was definitely in stuff. I mean, really, fa- um, maybe yeah, I over I overhyped that. Maybe one, overhyped sorry. it a bit, but you know, she she definitely <laughs> had an she had an active eighties. We could say that she had an active eighties. I mean, she had love interest with Harrison Ford and Bill Murray, I guess. So there, I don't know, whatever. It's a what a weird jump going from Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford to Bill Murray. Dude, I mean, those are the eighties. Those are the two big big names of the eighties. You just said, you know, huge. Yeah. But I do, I do like Karen Allen as an just as an actress. Oh, fantastic! She's so natural, girl next door, uh, just very wholesome. Yeah, uh, she's just very likable. Ab- ab- absolutely, and yeah, she's someone yeah. who like she's from she's from Frank's past. She she's actually the first person Frank called after this whole ghost encounter. Yeah, yeah, which we obviously didn't know who who that was that he called because I don't think she had been introduced until this this part right here, right? Yeah, she yeah she, yeah, she had been introduced. This, this is her very first scene. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can you can totally understand like why. Cause, like she's she's someone who like she's making humanity. She works for she works with, like she's a volunteer for charity. Yeah, uh, she's someone who just like is making that. You understand why she would like as you know Bill Murray now. Like you you you, you, you have trouble grasping like why what she saw him begin with until we. Actually but you know, the past, yeah. But, but you know, it's the one that got away type thing. Though you know what I mean. You you get the feel to it though. Yeah. On his on his end, like you kind of feel it. We also see our tiny Tim of the movie. Our tiny Tim of the movie, uh, Alfred Woodard, brings her son to work, yeah. and it's, it's the interesting thing about this character. Which okay, I'll, I'll say this for tiny Tim. I think this is a, inherently a hard character to adapt to big screen, to yeah. to, to, to anything, just because he's hard to do without, without him coming across too Jesusy. And I think this is this is this is natural, just because of the fact that well, you, you don't you don't get yeah. Here's here's the, here's the thing with this character. He doesn't speak. And that's where, and that's where I think you benefit from it. Yeah, like he's just a kid who's underprivileged. I think, I think he feels he feels more real in that sense. Because of the fact he is underprivileged, and he lost his father. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and like, he feels kind of like almost not. He doesn't. I mean, to you watching it, he's almost like an outsider. Do you know what I mean? Like an outcast. Yeah. You, you you feel that not not blatantly, but you feel a little bit of it. You know? Yeah, and, and yeah. Like even in his own family, you feel like sort of an outcast. But yeah. You do wonder, like, what exactly, what exactly happened to this guy? What, what exactly yeah. happened, happened to this kid? And you do, you do find out. But yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, like I think that because like, in the actual uh, Charles Dickens novel, like, Char- like T- Tiny Tim is supposed to be a boy who's wise beyond his years. Like I said, very hard to adapt without him coming across like a like a baby Jesus. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think this is a really smart way to do it, in, like in a, in a modern day setting. Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think. I also think something this movie does really well is like the is the build up to the ghosts. Oh, for sure. Like it's it's not like an instant thing. Like Murray is constantly just waiting for it to show up, and he's constantly paranoid. Like he's that's paranoid. the funny that's the, that's the funny thing about it. He's paranoid. He's seeing things. He's just like, what is happening? Like, he's like, I like I don't know when scene. it's coming, yeah. but I know it's coming, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna be ready for it. Love the scene at the dinner when they're out with dinner. Uh, uh, he see, starts. He thinks he sees the waiter on fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he, yeah. After that dinner, he gets into a cab and surprise, surprise, this is the ghost. 
and, and he is, and, and he's he's perfect. I think he's a perfect ghost of uh, Christmas Past. Yeah, this is Ghost of Christmas Past, played by David Johansson. Who? Funny story. Before I yeah. watched this movie, I just saw the pictures of him in the cab. I totally thought this was Dan Aykroyd. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> But yeah, I I do think yeah. it's funny that, it, like you know, this is the dirty New York Christmas story. Of course, the Ghost Christmas Pass is going to be a cab driver. But it's it's perfect. It's perfect. It's it's just it's New York. It's um, he has that thick you know that New York like, accent. A New York a New York uh, accent, like vaguely yeah. ethnic type of yeah, accent. very yeah, very very forward. He's not going to sugarcoat how he feels or what he's thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do like the development that they give to uh, Frank in this scene. I, this scene especially, I guess maybe my, my favorite scene in the entire movie, uh, besides, besides the end, it's a scene where uh, he goes back to a Chris, a Christmas in the 50s and his yeah. dad, played by, you learn so much, you discern so much from his character in this one scene. His dad, played by Bill Murray's real life brother, Brian Doyle Murray. Who's, who's fantastic, by the yeah, way. He was like, who's he, in a lot of Bill Murray stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, watch yeah, obviously. Groundhog Day and... Yeah, whatever. Groundhog Day. Uh, I mean, Bill Murray's not in it, but he was in uh, Christmas he, Vacation. He's in Christmas Vacation. He's uh, the, the boss, basically, Mr. Shirley. Basically playing Bill Murray's character in this movie. Yeah, Mr. Shirley, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, this character we see, in this scene we see that, like, his dad was a real workaholic, and he developed the fascination with TV because, you know, like, it was just him and his mom all, all the time. And yeah. His dad, dad gave him veal for Christmas, and like he sees like Christmas for him just like a really tough time. And you you see Bill Murray's breakdown. That's where you just like see the fact that like it isn't a super funny performance. But in fact, this, this is more serious than it is like a goofball performance from Bill Murray, which is a really big departure for him, especially especially this time. People want especially to see the 80s, it, yeah. be, be a fun, be a funny man. But like, I just love the scene where like, he just tears up seeing like how like just like reliving because like you feel all of that pain, all of that like neglect coming back to him at once. Yeah, because of the fact that he wasn't in a traditional household during the holidays, getting those toys and stuff like that, um, and and I, I think almost TV was his outlet. It you know what I mean? Outlet, to, yeah. TV was his outlet to get out of that life that he was living. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And and, and you and you do feel like, you see, you feel like why that fascination came up. I think I think the scene is excellent. Oh no, for sure. It absolutely it 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 pulls at your heart because you feel it. You feel what you know he's going through and why he is the way he is. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we go to uh, you know further in the future where we have like actual grown up Amur, and we see him uh, meet Karen Allen's character at uh, it's like a it's like a work event, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, and we see like you know Christmas to that to them was always super important because like yeah like you, and this is where like, you realize you realize why uh, the two then came together because like yeah he was a really. He was a really, you know, he was he was he was, a char- he was a charming dude. He was like a human, not a humanitarian, but like he was he was he was a good dude. He had good intentions. He had a good heart behind him, and you yeah you see why like, someone like, you see someone like why Karen Allen's character would be attracted to him. Oh yeah, because and and also I think she is the type of person who's a helper who wants to help. You know what I mean? Help get him on the right path. You know what I mean? I think she sees yeah. the potential that his character has, um, and I think that's why she never gave up on him. Yeah, yeah I mean. Just yeah. Uh, but then, of course, you had to see why they fell out, and the reason they fell out is because this this is the kind of the turning point for, for uh, Frank's character. Uh, there was a Christmas where see he started off as a children's show, uh, or playing a character on a children's show. Yeah, he was a dog. 
which is actually very fitting for <laughs> Murray as a which person. Is, uh, well, again, which is so perfect because when you see him take the dog hat off, it's like you totally, you know. You totally, you totally see Bill Murray doing this in real life. Absolutely. Played a cat. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why not Why not a dog? Uh, so uh, we see that there was an uh, instance in which Bill Murray, uh, he was invited uh, to dinner with his boss. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same day in which they had prior plans to go out with some friends like it's Christmas Eve they wanted to be with their friends they, yeah. they, this is the, the, the one the instance in which he put his career ahead of his love life and ahead of like, yeah. the people who were, who really mattered to him yeah and he like, you get the sense that like he never, he never stopped after this yeah I mean but uh, I guess you know it was one of those things where he had to seize that opportunity you know uh, as opposed to I don't know. It, it was a tough situation to be in. I mean, for his character, you know, it's just yeah, it it's, really it's a tough. Like, I do think it's like it's it's interesting to think like you know you kind of ask yourself like what what you would do in that situation. But yeah, and and that's and that's the thing because it's like you know, uh, I have a wife who's supportive of my career, but it's also the you know, and that's the other thing though. You know, it's it, it's it's you you've had these prior plans and you're letting people down. It's like it's the it's the same trope of a lot of these movies that you know what I mean. They put you in that in that position. Like how many how many bosses are going to take you out on Christmas Eve to dinner? No, not a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like most of those people are going to be with their families and too. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it is a tough situation to be in, and it does make you ask yourself, well, what the hell would you do? Yeah. What do you do, what do you do in that situation? You're letting somebody down either way. Yeah, I think I think the past is a very fascinating aspect in, the, in this movie. Probably, yeah, for sure. Yeah, probably my favorite. Oh, I don't know my favorite my favorite, my favorite ghost journey because I do I do like present and future, but yeah, when the I think I think when the ghosts are on screen in this movie, I think it's I, I think it's really fantastic. Well, they're always they always get your attention. Yeah, because that's when like yeah that's that's that, like the familiar element of the story. Like you know, this is what we really feel like a Christmas Carol. But like yeah. as it goes on, because you know there's actually like really big stretch of the time when it's like the ghosts are not here, and as yeah. it goes on. Well, one, you see, like, the Bill Murray start to get increasingly more paranoid. You see Frank get increasingly more, like, antsy, increasingly more, like, inc- increasingly more, like, you know, what like what, what to do. Like, what am I going to do? I'm waiting yeah, for the al- Almost like this, like, let's just get this over with already type you feel, yeah. demeanor, you know? Uh, but you also see Bobcat Goldblatt's character just get increasingly more... <laughs> Is in- increasingly more like you know sad and like his his life is just on such a decline in this one day, dude. Like a guy can't even buy a brown bag of alcohol without getting <laughs> trounced on with water by uh, by, by a car, and the bottle comes out of the bag and hits the ground and explodes. Yeah, like, I, it's like, like I, that's when you've hit rock bottom. Not get, only have you lost your job, you can't even get drunk. To forget the fact that you lost rights. your job. No, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think that like Bobcat Goldthwait and then when we get we get Danny injured, they're at this movie's punching bags, and, they, oh, and, and they're it, so it good is, at it. It is so. I mean, again, they're yeah, both. You know, Bobcat just it is perfect. He's just perfect for this role. Yeah, absolutely. So he decides to go to the shelter and uh, where uh, again, I should I should have called Karen Allen, Claire, where Claire is helping out. Claire Allen, same thing. <laughs> Claire, Claire Allen. Yeah, Claire and Allen. Claire sure. and Allen. Uh, yeah, so yeah. like, yeah, it's just, he just really wants, was trying to make him, trying to make him, but he's, he's still kind of, he's still kind of being an actor. You can see him like starting to get a little more regretful, but I do like this, like the casual, not casual, but like the slow descent into like him actually making some real changes in his life. 
And I like it too, just going to the shelter, taking interest in other people besides yourself, you know? Um, there's that, again, there's that, that the, I guess the flame or the, the, the light that Claire's character always saw in Bill Murray's character, you know? Uh, we then get, oh, I don't want to admit my favorite girls. I do, I do love them all for different reasons. Uh, but, she gets she gets she gets annoying a lot though, man. Really? I, 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 don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think she's quite annoying. I, 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 I find her funny. It's the Ghost Christmas Present, played by Carol Kane. Oh, well, she like beats it, the shit out of him. What man. I like about Oof. this character, the fact that yes, she is constantly just beating the shit out of Bill Murray, <laughs> kicking him and punching him and shit, dude. Like, like it is funny. Every though. transition with her character is done with some kind of violence. Pinching, like anything, yeah. Again, like, like, again, like I, like I said, you know, like, like someone like Bill. I feel Bill Murray feels to me like, you know, like a real life Bugs Bunny. This is where, like, again, the, their dynamic feel like straight up Looney Tunes. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. She's almost like a Miss Piggy character, though. She's like a bully. She's like, she you know, like what I mean, bully. she's. A, 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 do you feel that? Like, do you kind of see it? Like, yeah. she's like the bully. She's like the bully, though. But it's I also, get it. It's also she, funny. It's yeah. Like, because, you know, like, Muppet's Christmas Carol is my favorite version of this story. But it's so oh, weird, too. like, you know, where you have that, like, you know, the big, like, you know, wholesome, super happy ghost. And then you have this one just, who just, like, constantly, like, heck, just, like, beating the crap out of everybody. Yeah. Not dude, everybody, Bill Murray. It, yeah, and I'll, and I'll probably go out and I'll say that's probably my favorite. I kind of wanted that to win, too. But, um, uh, it is, it is what it is. And I, I was shocked. I thought we were going to do Zemeckis here for a second. For a second. Well, I'm glad we didn't because, you know, I, I can, I can sleep tonight. Yeah, I, yeah, that one's like super dark. Yeah, and you know, horrid, horrid animation. <laughs> well, not okay, not horrid, but just just like not just not great. No, dark uh, magic. Not not Zemeckis's A game. Yeah, uh, but anyway, we, we do get some little insight into like people, the people around him. Like for example, we find out that uh, you know we see Alfred Woodard's char- uh, character with her kids. We find out that her son, uh, Cal- her son Calvin, uh, he, he lost his dad. And ever since then, he stopped speaking. Yeah, he just like he yeah, this is like he just never has the urge to speak anymore, and like, it's it's re- it's really sad. You, you you do feel that. Like I said, I think the way that the like the tiny Tim character in this is, I, I thought it was a really a smart addition. Yeah, just because of the fact that it, you have this kid that you really feel sympathetic to, you know, you, you're very um, championing this kid and hoping that he breaks out of this not talking, you know, thing that he's kind of repressed himself talking since his father passed away you know yeah uh yeah it's like this christmas present takes him around for christmas of other people in his, in his life that he's not spending time with uh like for example we see um we get we can see his brother uh uh celebrating christmas uh yeah. with his like play, play by wendy malik who i forgot was in this yeah uh yeah very uh vintage era wendy malik i'm, I'm seeing her as like a middle-aged woman yeah uh, yeah, and we see that you know, like, even even though the fact that like yeah, he's a, he's by all for all his purposes, he is a he is a terrible brother. <laughs> um, but we we do see that the fact, despite the fact that you know he kind of treats his he kind of treats him like shit, like uh, his brother James, uh, he 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 still he still loves his brother. You yeah, know, I mean at the end of the day, it's, it's he's it's, always it's gonna blood, you know he's always yeah. gonna put effort into into his brother. Uh, he's always gonna he's always gonna be there for him if he needs him. Yeah. And we also see at this at the stat the secretary, uh Albert Woodard's character, supposed to get a retail, got him got him a VHS. Yeah. Get sorry, yourself, yourself VCR, a VCR, buddy. Why well, I say VHS? VCR. Well, I mean, you can put a VHS in it. You, you, you got it. it. You can use it to watch VHS tapes. 
There you have it. So if you have a VHS, you put in a VCR and you, you watch yourself a, a movie or a, a show that you taped off television. But yeah, uh, I mean, you also see you know, Bill Murray. Is like, he's like he's, he's energetic. You know, you you feel like even though he's not going to say it out loud, he wants to be at these you know these kinds of functions, these like real life you know these real life things, or that like he that he's these moments that he's missing. Yeah, uh, because uh, and and that's 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 where you see the wrestling the the wrestling with himself, you know, between work, Bill Murray's character and who he wants to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see those guys constantly wrestling with one another throughout this whole entire film. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we also see that there was a, a homeless person that he, like, I think he bypassed who just dies. Froze to death. Froze to death. Yeah. 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 Uh, again, <laughs> uh, as, as we get back to, the, back to the real world, he's, he's still, he, he's getting like increasingly more crazy to people around him. Because yeah, of I mean, because you, you've gotten two two helpings of oh my god, you know, yeah, two helpings of holy shit, go surreal, yeah. yeah. And I thought we busted these things. <laughs> Egon, <laughs> where are you at? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we then get yes. But the thing is, like, it's weird because like, there's not a lot of time that passes in between uh, the ghosts of Christmas, uh, the ghosts of Christmas, present and future. No, they're very uh... yeah. Yeah, the intro of the gross Christmas of uh, Christmas yet to come or Christmas future uh, is my favorite intro of, of any of them. Oh, with the with the television with, screen, with, with like I always remember that. Yeah, with like this behind behind the televisions, I yeah. I love the look of him. I think he's he creepy. Great. Creepy as hell. He's perfect. Yeah, he is terrifying. Yeah, absolutely, super terrifying. Like a giant. Grim Reaper. Uh, meanwhile, at the same time, uh, Bob Ken Goldwing comes back. Yeah, and he is there. Shotgun. He's there to murder Frank. Which is again, it's hilarious. He brings a shotgun. <laughs> Which yeah, he, again, you see, he gets this costume again, this kind of crappy at him. He's like, it's like Michael Douglas and falling down. If it was a comedy. Yeah, and, and he just he's at his breaking point. Like yeah. It's like, fantastic movie too, by the way. That was a really good one. I do like Falling Down. That's been a while. I need to. I need to revisit that one. Yeah. So like, but he gets in the elevator. Ghost Christmas. Ghost Christmas Future is there. And the thing about this one, again, it doesn't. This doesn't really change through, through any version. He doesn't. Doesn't really speak. He's kind of no. like a, a, a malevolent presence in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see that. Well, uh, we see this in the future. First of all, like his, like uh, Calvin's son, been in the, he's gonna be admitted to a mental hospital because, yeah. like, he's just never gonna get over his his mutism. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, you, 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 you do you do feel bad seeing that. Uh, but then, like the real the real kicker is the fact that, um, I I I, I want his pretty pretty like fairly recent too. Uh, well, one. Uh, uh, first of all, Claire is like giving up on humanity. Yeah, like she's not she's not doing uh, she's not doing uh, humanitarian work anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's decided to like you know just like take her money and just like live like the rich glamorous life I mean, because like that's just how Bill Murray kind of just broke her character or, or broke her as a person. Yeah, she she yeah she basically yeah she learned it through him and she she lost her way too you know yeah. as a result. 
Uh, but then, yeah, the real kicker was the fact that we see that, of course, uh, Frank is going to die. And nobody's going to be there. And we see him getting pushed into... Uh, push into the Frank and push that push into the the furnace. It's the incinerator, yeah. The incinerator, and yeah. like I I love Bill Murray's reaction to this. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I love the way he plays. Just like but please, he's like just like he's like begging, begging this to stop. He's like he's like I don't, I don't want to die. It seems like where you see him in the casket, and he's actually like on fire. He's trying to fight to get out. Yeah, I mean it's definitely haunting. Like it it, it is haunting, and yeah, like it, like. Yeah, if you if you saw that and you saw it was happening to you, like you'd probably change your ways really quick. It's like it, it's. I feel like it, it, his reaction is almost like one of those reactions when, not not saying just it just reminds me of like when you uh, fall asleep and you shake. You know what I mean? You ever like yeah, or you have that dream where you're falling and you wake up and you just like shake. Um, but his character is just like I don't know. I, I just, it's a, it's a very it, human. It, he feels very human, and, it's not, and that's why I said yeah. earlier. Like the the dramatic parts of his performance, I think for me are what, what really work. Yeah, but I mean, but I think it, it goes. It's it's a, definitely a modern tale, a modern spin on something by by not being directly like like your Muppets Christmas Carol, like your. Zemeckis Christmas Carol, you know what I mean? Albert Finney Christmas Carol. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's taking it out, like, this definitely out of the four films is definitely the one that goes away from your traditional. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he he sees Bobcat go for his character, he apologizes, hires him back, gives him a raise, and blows on his belly button. Yeah, gives gives him a a raspberry like you would to a baby. Yeah, just like you would out of, you know, yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, then he decides to go and interrupt the broadcast, and he goes in this like super, this like super long spiel about you know, you know, like Christmas should be your family, appreciate what you have, and basically just spelling out like the, the lesson of, of of everything. But the thing is, like, you never like watch it. It's, it's a very long spiel. Like basically, it takes up the rest of the movie, and you never feel like you want him to stop talking. Well, no, and and the fact is, it's like almost like he could have maybe just ad libbed that and just took it and ran with it. It does, it does feel, like a lot of it does does feel like ad lib, like he just like doing. It's it not on the scripted. Spot. It's coming literally from. They're like just like Donner's telling him, "Hey, just just go take it and, and go somewhere with this." Yeah, and yeah, like it, this is this is probably my my favorite scene of the entire of the entire movie because it's him coming out and being just like, and just you know just saying like, "Look, I I, I know I've been an asshole." But I'm gonna. I'm going to get better, and wow. and I, I want. I want this to start right here because you know it's it's it's, it's Christmas. It's time for every time to be the best person you can be. Yeah, I mean it's just that feel like uh, every every you know December, you know, around now the second week of you know December or close to Christmas. It's always that that feeling of just like rejuvenation. You feel that that rebirth. You know yeah. what I mean? You just you, you feel it. It's it's a good feeling. And, and like other people say when you get older, it's like they wish that Christmas was year round just because the way everybody treats people, like for the most part. And we're not talking like crazy shoppers trying to push other sh- you know what I mean? That yeah. crazy stuff. But just like the the uh I guess just the 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 people like, you know, it, whether it be like in, at Starbucks, like somebody buying your coffee, you know, in front of you and then paying it forward, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Like just, the, just we we miss that, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, I think that the like Bill Murray in this scene, this 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 entire finale of the movie, plays to everything Bill Murray is good at. Like he's he's high yeah. energy, he's funny, 
He's got a lot of charisma behind him, and like he has this quality where like you want to listen to everything he's saying. No, it just shows you what a versatile actor he. I mean, he he has has been and has always been. Yeah, and and and, con- and continues to be. And he does not have an Oscar. No, no. <laughs> Thanks, Sean Penn. Crazy. He should have had him for Lost in Translation. Although Sean Penn's a really great Mr. Gruber. Oh, he was fantastic. I mean, that's my daughter in there. He, I mean, that, that won it right there, man. Yeah. But I, that was, oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we also see that uh, Calvin is finally, he's finally, like, he's got it in him to speak again. He says, God blesses that. Of course, God blesses everyone. Yep. And, yeah, that's where the movie ends. Yep. Put a little love in your heart. Put a, love put in a little heart. love in your heart. Uh, so that's, uh, that was Scrooge. So Russell, uh, just final thoughts on Scrooge. Uh, no, fantastic. Um, Christmas film. Uh, I, I kind of, again, I think you and I were kind of hoping for the Muppets just cause that is my favorite. I think out of these ones, I just like, I just like the traditional way, but I definitely appreciate this. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, it definitely you, you buy everything that Bill Murray throws out at you. You hate his character, yet you you end up loving him at the end of the at the movie. Only Bill Murray, I think, could. There's only a certain people that can get away with doing that. Yeah, um, he's definitely one of them. And it's just it's just a feel good movie, man. You you you're rooting for him to change. You you know the story. You, you know it's going to happen, but you see him wrestling. You see him struggling with it. You see his, you know how it could be if he doesn't change his ways. And it's just it's just. It, there's a reason why that Christmas Carol in general is such a you know a Christmas classic. It's just because you can you could do so much with it if you're not adapting it strictly, you know verbatim. You know what I mean, like loosely, like how this was, and and it still works, and it still it, it still hits on all the tropes that Dickens uh, set forth in a Christmas Carol. It's a fantastic film. It really is. I I enjoy this film. Yeah, no, I I I did like this little. I like this movie a lot too. Uh, I also think this speaks to Richard Donner's versatility, versatility as a director. It's like, oh, absolutely. You like, never would have thought. Goonies, Lethal Weapon, Weapon, Superman, this, The Omen, Superman. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 he's a super versatile director. Absolutely, and yeah, I do think that. Yeah, versatile director. I think Bill Murray is like a pitch perfect, like pitch perfect modern day Scrooge, at least, at least for this time. Uh, oh yeah, I think it's like we haven't really seen very many modern day telling. Well, I mean, you have Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. That's probably the closest we've gotten since this. I w- it was funny because I definitely was thinking about. I was thinking about Matthew McConaughey, man. Hell yeah, <laughs> I was definitely thinking about that shit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's see some ghosts. <laughs> uh, let's do all right, it. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, but no, yeah, I do think that. Yeah, uh, Mur- I think Murray's great. I love. I love the. I think the ghosts are all unique. Are all uh, unique. They all have a great personality. Uh, the, yeah. the look of the film is fantastic. Again, makeup and special effects are all great in this movie. Yeah, uh, still, I mean, it's it's aged per, it's aged perfectly. I, I think yeah, it's, it's aged fine. It's, it's not, aged very well. He, I even like the scene when at the beginning when uh, his the the guy his the guy he used to work with or whatever his old boss or whatever holds him through the window. Yeah, that was great. That scene right there, man. It, it just how they show like the translucence of the of the window. Yeah, you know, him holding him out. You can still see the window. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's just like a small scene like that. I notice, and I'm watching. I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty good for like 30 years. Yeah, absolutely, but no, yeah, I, I think Scrooge. Uh, I think it holds up very well. I I really enjoyed this, and yeah, in terms of Christmas carols, we could have watched. I, th- I think I think this was a pretty good one. Yeah. All right, uh, that's gonna do it for us here. Uh, Russell, you're a plug for head out. Yeah, find us Notorious by Chance on Facebook, where we put the uh, polls up for you guys to vote on. Also, uh, YouTube, Notorious by Chance. Check it out.
Anyway, my Twitter name is Chance Wars underscore ninety one. That's gonna do it for us here. Uh, thank you for listening. Christmas is not over on this channel yet because next week, uh, you know, uh, we got a little unconventional Christmas carol this week, and uh, gonna gonna kind of keep that trend going uh, <laughs> next week. So uh, you'll, uh, you'll wait and see when we do that. So uh, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.